Alright guys, welcome back to the Tony Out Podcast. We are here for uh, episode 22. Uh, we are in the 20s, we are well into the 20s now, so episode 22. And uh, first off, I want to uh, bring in my co-host for this episode, Wolfie. How's it going, Wolfie? Hey, good man. Good, it's uh, good to have you back on here. Uh, Wolfie's been doing a lot of uh, really good, important work, getting guests lined up, hunting people down things of that nature. So uh, I appreciate it, Wolfie. And uh, our, our, our guests, plural, guests, plural, uh, plural are uh, Michael and Raquel Wilson. We've got the first ever uh, duo on the, on the podcast. And I know Wolfie and I are both really excited about mm-hmm. this episode. So uh, how are you, how are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. We're good. So um, this is something that I've, I've been trying to uh, do more late lately is before we get into catching us up on what your life has been real quick give us like a, a recap of what years you were at valley forge if you can remember so i was at valley forge fall 2005 to spring 2009 right yeah and i was fall to uh spring of 2006 I was only there for one year. Cool. But I, I, she graduated. I also graduated. I did four years in one year. So <laughs> that's impressive. I mean, they don't acknowledge it though. So it's like getting your transcripts. It's like I got like a five dollar fine for a missed chapel or something. So I can't get. I can't graduate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your your four years in one in one year is better than my zero years and three and a half years you know? <laughs> <laughs> right it's fantastic yeah um all right well we will uh we will just jump in we're gonna let you you guys take over and give us a overview on what your life has been post uh, valley forge post 24 down all that kind of stuff so as long as you guys want to go short whatever you guys you guys have the floor to take it away i'm sorry i'm Go for it. I'll jump in. You'll jump in. All right. So we, so like our, our story, I guess, as a couple kind of started while Raquel was still at Valley Forge. Um, it would have been her junior year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and she was going through a bad breakup and I was kind of there to like, be like, Hey, whatever. And uh, it's kind of like, sucked anyway kind of liked you and like kind of told her like yo like i was totally trash like many many times i think wolfie was there for some of those times where i was like yo like come on now and uh she didn't listen to me she still kind of doesn't listen to me so (laughs) um but um we started dating really it was your going into your senior year Mm-hmm. June of, yeah, going into my senior going year. Going into your senior year is when we started dating. Uh, it would have been that summer. And um, and then we were engaged sometime in that fall, like I think October. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 
And then we got married after she like walked, but didn't graduate because Valley Forge was like, yo, you still owe us some credits. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. So I guess we had to do these Bible courses to like actually get your degree, even though you already walked. And um, that was over the summer. And, uh, and then and we got married in June and, and like, I don't know how, like, hell happened. Yeah. So like I got, we get back from our honeymoon, honeymoon and I had a really good job. Like at that point, like things are kind of like lining up for me and uh, we get back from our honeymoon and my job is like, um, Hey, good news is you have a job here, but bad news is you need to relocate to Pittsburgh. And uh, I was like, well, I don't really want to go to the other side of the state, but you know, let's see what happens. And we go out there and uh it just really wasn't working for us we were we were praying trying to find out like what are we supposed to be doing right now and in the meantime raquel got a job here on this side of pennsylvania in chester county so we were actually only married for like two months and then we were already like apart again like i was in pittsburgh living and working and she was here in chester county living and working in our apartment (laughs) that we you know set up and was like oh this is our home you know not really michael's away and that was like our first like four months of of being married um then that took us basically up until sometime in about november mm-hmm. when your your parents got uh ended up divorcing um so like basically there's like Raquel's world and everything, you know, comes crashing in around her in the time where like, you know, we're just trying to get our little family up and running, you know, and things aren't going well already because we're not even living together. And now what she has kind of had as a, as a base, as a, a, you know, a place where she can, you know, build from is like, Oh, that's all been basically a lie, like my whole life. And, um, and so that was awful for her. So then I finally decide I'm not going to move to Pittsburgh and I'm going to give up this job. And I come home on a Friday. I remember this. And then on a Sunday, we find out that we were pregnant with Liam. So now my identity as being a, a man that is going to provide and I have a good job and this job is going to be, you know, whatever there's guys that you know, they retire with a 401k with, you know, a million plus in their 401k because the company match is ridiculous. And, um, and now all that's out the window. I'm not a provider. And now I have a family that I don't have any money to support with. And, and her family's, you know, going down the tubes all like in the first about six months of us getting married. And that was pretty wild. Um, to start. And we really had to cling to, um, to God and to what he had for us. And it, you know, was it each other, you know, like it's real questions. It's like, are we going to stay together through this or are we going to allow all of these things to be like, Hey, let's just throw in the towel. Everything's awful, you know? And, and by the grace of God, yeah, we, we stayed together and, and we work through all of these things and, and, you know, there's been many more things since then, but I don't think anything was as worse as our, as our first year together. It was 
No, because well, really awful. so many people tell you, and you both know, and anybody who is going into a marriage, you, you know, you don't fight about money and you don't fight about family and definitely don't talk about politics. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, you don't like, those are things Messenger that kids video. you are trying to like, not like that shouldn't be the center, but yet here we are, like we lost a huge monetary, you know, job for my Michael. I mean, and I made not even a quarter of what he was making, uh, with a four year degree, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, and he, you know, I'm making a quarter of that. And then my parents, you know, divorce and my mom moves to Minnesota and we are just all kind of like trying to deal with that and, you know, all of it. And he can't talk about my family because he's trying to be respectful to me and I need a person to vent to yet. I don't want to talk to him about it because I don't want him to get mad and defensive and you know, all of that. And, and then we have this new little like seed and baby that we have to think about. And we didn't really even want to think about until, you know, three to four years down the line. And you know, it was just, I mean, it shook us deeply. It shook us. And, uh, but it brought us back to, to a core and to a togetherness that, you know, really we just base our marriage on, you know, now, I mean, we, we were so deeply in love before, you know, but then seeing each other in this moment of desperation and reliance on the Lord it just kind of brought us to a different level very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we had to a rerun break. Like we weren't going to make it through that. Mm-mm. So that was that. And then, you know, basically since then we have, um, I worked with the County for like, or Chester County for like two years. Michael went back to school um, yeah. and got his mechanics like, mechanics know. nothing i got a piece of paper uh, i went to uti same thing oh, which, actually samsung, samsung. Went to. yeah um so i went there and graduated through their program um and uh and got a job for a little while as a mechanic and then one of my high school buddies actually married into a family that uh owns a propane business and i got a job there and i've been there for the last like 10 years so Yeah. And so in between that, we've had, I stopped working for the county. I was a stay-at-home mom. We literally ate boxed pasta and it was a treat to get a dollar pizza because we were really poor. (laughs) Like really poor. Yeah, it was rough times. Really rough times. Like when I was working at the mechanic shop for a little bit and you weren't working, it was... It was really rough. Um, and it was like those stories that like everybody, like you kind of wanted those stories, like in a sense to like I got to show up like <laughs> in a time of like desperation. And like, we had that, like we were so broke poor and yet we would have groceries like put on our doorstep, which was crazy. And it was so humbling. I mean, really humbling because at, at some point, like the government, like we made too much to like qualify for right. anything, anything yeah. beneficial from the government, but like not enough to actually survive because, you know, student loans. 
And uh, so we were just, it was just crazy. But, and then we were at the, at Michael's parents' church for like eight years. Nine. Well, we were there the whole time I was. Michael was the worship pastor and yeah. an elder at the church. Um, but it just like the numbers, we, we went from like 200, two services, 200 people down to like 20 yeah. at some point like at the end there were like maybe 20 people who were there and it was just devastating and so we ended up closing the doors there about what two years ago yeah and two years ago. um two years ago we closed the doors of the church and we started going to another church locally um so we live in new holland but we were traveling about 20 minutes towards like Gap, well, in Chester County, um, where Michael's parents lived. And we were there um, going to church there and doing ministry full time, pretty much. And Michael was working full time and doing ministry full time. And it was exhausting. And just, yeah. we were so burnt out. And yet, we were so needed. So we just kept doing it. Um, but oh, it was like everything. It was like, okay, well, like, yeah, it's, you know, if you need a Sunday off, that's fine. But like, we'll probably just have to play like a CD or something. <laughs> okay, well, now you feel guilty. Oh, okay, I'll be there even though my wife's having a baby. I'm like, <laughs> it was like real, you know, we were like really tight there at the church. And so then we moved and it was freedom. Like we grew so much as because we were under Michael's parents. Um, so our identity was kind of shook in a way, in a sense where we were like, well, where are we going to fit in a church yet, you know, doors just kept opening. And so we're actually yeah. at Petra um, under Brian and Tracy Coles, which is just insane, <laughs> just insane. Honestly, it's crazy. Yeah. I can't even believe it. But um so anyway, so, which is just crazy. So it's all, I mean, it's happy, but I don't know. Can you guys just say something so we can make sure that we can hear you? Yeah, we're, we're still here. So, um, yep. we, we just, we keep ourselves muted while you're talking that way. We are so old. We don't know how this works. Sorry. Like ancient. I keep telling my kids, they're like, how old are you daddy? I'm like 85. <laughs> so That's I'll get, I'll, I'll pull, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit here for those listening that have not come on the podcast yet and i'll give you a little zoom tip zoom is actually very very good for audio settings but the way things work is if people are talking at, at the same time it's gonna pick one of those and overpower everything so oh. usually usually like what we do is if if somebody's talking we just we mute out and then let that way our mics don't pick up stuff so right laugh loudly randomly it doesn't override what they're saying yeah right, right. or like so. if you're really like gassy sometimes it's just yeah. good to put yourself on mute well i don't know how to mute so if i fart really loud i'm so sorry <laughs> well well the guests the guests do not have to go on mute ever because we always want to hear what the guests have to say or yeah. you know any or, body bodily yeah. movements you know it's whatever you say either end we want to hear it so, oh, um, so, so I want to, I guess I'm, I'm sure Wolfie's got some things too. He wants to bring up, um, but uh, some of the things I want to bring up from your, 
you catching up and everything like that. Um, man, like going through what you guys went through those first few months, um, if you guys can get through that at such an early time, like in my opinion, there's nothing that you guys can't get through. And I don't think I I had any doubt of that anyway, but like that really shows like the strength of your guys bond and the willingness to uh, do whatever it takes to get through what you need to get through while keeping your focus on God and while keeping your focus on family and everything like that. So I think that's really, really commendable um, of you guys. The, uh, the other thing, um, and this is just kind of a little bit like side story here. So I'm going to kind of like go off topic here just a little bit, and then I'll let Wolfie say what he wants to say. Um, so like, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really know Michael because he, he was there the year before I came. Um, but like Raquel and I were, were very close throughout our college years. Like I would say hands down, Raquel was one of my best friends. I, I can't, tell you how many times she probably saw me cry over some girl and you know whatever so Raquel was always there for me and and we had this just very very um special bond and what I recall is um Raquel did not necessarily always have the best taste in guys either um so (laughs) yeah so I I remember like being there for her for some of this stuff. And I remember at one point, and I can't pinpoint exactly when it was, but like she told me about, Hey, there's this guy, Michael, I started, you know, seeing, we used to be friends or, you know, we used, he used to go here, all this kind of stuff. And I could hear a difference in the way she was talking about you versus any of the other guys that she would have talked about prior. And I was like, okay, like, there's something here, like for sure. And I think I, I think maybe I had met you once or twice, like shortly after that, but um, man, like it was for me, like being as close of friends as I was with Raquel, like it was, it was very evident to me at first too. I was like, okay, like this is, this is something real. And then like, I, I do like vaguely recall that stuff that you guys went through and man, again, I can't, I can't, give you guys enough credit and give you guys enough props for not only like going through that, but like coming out even stronger. So. um. It's so true though. Like we were saying, I, I mean, it was so funny because I think I remember like we were really close hat. And I remember being like, Oh, hat, hat, hat. He likes tool. Like, do you like that band? Like, is that good? And I remember being like so excited to like bring something silly. Cause you know, anyone who knows me, I don't listen to music. Like I prefer muted in the car. Like I really do. Even now, like it's, my kids are like, mommy, can you put a song on? And I'm like, no, I I don't want songs, like nothing. But anyway, so it's like, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, like, you should know this. Like I didn't have to convince Wolfie or Matt or any of them to you know, like Michael, because he's a very like likable person and they had known him just as <laughs> he's, he's likable. In my own way. <laughs> and then you have to get to know me kind of way. <laughs> it might take three years to like him, but you will like him. But because um, it took me a while, maybe. Awesome. Because you. <laughs> he, Michael was mean. Oh, Wolfie, do you mean. remember how I don't 
It took me like one week, one week to fall in love with the guy. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. It's like you know what? Yeah. You both had long, strangly hair, so I understand. Yeah. No, I'm we just did. kidding. No, like, do you hair. remember? He yeah, had had hair was the key words there. <laughs> Four kids, like Four kids. The hat. That's what you have to look forward to. Um, like, no, kiss you, your hair goodbye. Do you remember he took my um my headrest head of my little es- escort car? He took my headrest. We went somewhere, and I had given him a ride out of the graciousness of my heart. I gave this like <laughs> critical mean man. Oh, so horrible! A, a ride, and he takes my stinking headrest. He doesn't give it back. Like it's until like the very I think I remember that joke was like, "Oh, you're gonna give it back to me?" And I'm like, "No, like this is mine now." Like, and it was in my room, like with Gary. Like, yes, I do remember that now. Like, I used it as a pillow. Like her, head, <laughs> her car. <laughs> We weren't even that close of friends. I was just like, no, this is mine now. I'll see it. <laughs> Deal with it. I really, but like, honestly, like we, I mean, I liked Michael. He was a great person. Um, Not really. In college, when we met, <laughs> we were both just so doing our own thing. I mean, I got out of a relationship from high school and he was, you know, dealing with his crap. <laughs> that he had in college. <laughs> he had some bad. He had some bad girlfriends too. He's one. She was bad. She's bad. I think she's bad. Sometimes people. I are don't just, know. Sometimes people are just bad people. Yeah. And you know we don't right. do any harm, but it's like it's just the way that just, it goes. It's yeah. just the way that it is. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, rabbit that was that was not my jesus moment right there <laughs> no so, anyway. like it, it was funny like 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 hat talking about like like um the way that he was introduced to me and it's oh, like yeah. um like like that that's really awesome that's really cool to hear from your side of the story you know mine is like raquel was like you need to meet my friend like oh you'd really like him and i'm like okay i hate everybody okay all right i guess i'll meet this guy and uh, so she introduced me to you. So that was like, I guess, like this test thing, you know, that you have to pass. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, he's really cool. We should hang out. And honestly, I thought you came in with us because I was such a horrible student and I had such a horrible attitude. I never walked down the hall in 24 Down. Like, yeah, I'm a 24 Downer, but like, I never left my 117 area of. 24 down so i just assumed you were down the end of the hall and i just never met you like <laughs> so i didn't know you came in a year after us <laughs> like i was like oh yeah i guess he came in with us you know and um i was like yeah totally i could totally hang out with that and uh yeah he's really cool and like and then we just never hung out so <laughs> well so that's how our friendship like like flamed and, and went out i guess so but we well, do we we do play among us together now yeah, now we're like Among Us friends. No, you know what? We're not going to talk about that right now because my 10-year-old is still awake and we've told him no Among Us. We don't play that game. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't even know what that is. This is where parenting gets hard because we're allowed to... I'm allowed to do things, but you're not allowed to do things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Valley Forge was such a... like We're young adults leaders now and... I think that the thing 
that we like have such in common, like our our core is that our between 18 and like 28 is such core. I mean, those are like such core years in a person. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we, we grew so much in that time period. I mean, faster than what we, what we had expected, but, um, but definitely, I mean, like those years are something that, you know, you look back and, you know, there are those times when you're like, why didn't I like make a little bit better of a choice? But at the same time, mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, like we, we're definitely, you know, thankful for them because we, I don't know that we would have had the perspective that we have now, yeah. like if we wouldn't have gone through them. And, you know, especially like mine with, you know, my relationship that was literally a thing at Valley Forge, I feel like, um, with Brent, it was that it was, if, if I wouldn't have gone through it, I don't think that I would have had, I, I just wouldn't have had the perspective and the grace and the love for people, um, the way that I do now. And, you know, and, and it seeped through into our marriage and our family and, you know, it's just something growing in our children, you know, too. Oh, I'm going to step away for a second. Cause my Chromebook Michael, hit it. Oh, it's the wrong thing plugged in. See, we're uh, old, guys. It's okay. We're all old. Hat's, <laughs> Hat's probably the oldest one here. Maybe. Get out. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So I think Majeski talked about it on his podcast, too. Um, kind of with what Raquel just said, like, you know, like, maybe it was a question somebody asked, like, you know, do you ever have regrets or anything like that? And he was like, not really because like everything that's happened in my life has like led up to like build me into the person I am now. And I'm paraphrasing, but, but you know, that's kind of what I gathered from what he was said. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, it's interesting. I, it, I remember Raquel and I completely forgot about this was kind of one of those things like just comes up during the podcast. I remember I was interning in Pittsburgh when you guys started dating and it was in June because I knew I was, I was already out there and she called me like flipping out because you guys went out on a date and like the excitement and so, and I'm like with Mike Wilson, like, that's amazing. Like, that's so cool. Like I loved it, but I was just like, how random is that? And then, and I remember her calling me, you proposed, because you proposed on the beach, right? Uh, no. Well, we started going out, and because we went to the beach with Aaron Murray. Yep. You maybe remember her. Mm-hmm. How many times, like, us all hung out together? It was, like, crazy, you know? Yep. And, uh, um, so we went to the beach with her and her family, and that's where I was like, yo, listen, like, I like you, and you used to stop dating all these other beach products. Um, so, okay, like, that's what I'm thinking of. And, like, I'm here to, like, save the day because they're all terrible, and I'm not. So, <laughs> and that's pretty much exactly the way I said it. So, see what's what, incredible. What's interesting to me um, is. Uh, you brought up the beach and my earliest recollection of hearing about you was her talking about going to the beach. Like, so uh-huh. 
every time I think of like you guys as a couple, I think of the beach, even though like I wasn't at that beach. I've probably never been to that beach or seen that beach. Like I can picture a beach whenever I see you guys, like, because like she was so excited about it and like, it just stuck with me. So like the, just the, the theme of a beach, like always makes me think of you guys and vice versa. So. Oh my word. That's awesome. Yeah. We, um, yeah. So that's where like things kind of started. It's like really funny because actually, where things really got heated for me, like now I'm going to tell the story. I don't know if, I don't know if it's, if Kelsey's going to be happy about this. The things got like really crazy for me where I was like, yo, like I need to make a move or like, this is going to go really, really sideways for me really quick. Like me and Aaron Murray and Raquel and Wolfie were hanging out at a Phoenixville park and we were having, it's where the, yeah. um, where you would you remember jump, this? No, the bridge jump off place. That was yeah. Like, so where the <laughs> anyway, train, you would ju- okay. Anyway, and we were being loud. Let's just say okay, and we got the cops called on us. Do you remember this, Wolfie? Oh yeah, I still have the ticket. <laughs> you have the ticket? I paid it. Yeah, but I still have the copy of it. That's awesome. That's really cool. I'll so, have to dig it up and send you a picture of it. But yeah, I still have it. That is amazing. So we're all hanging out. We get the cops called on us. And I'm trying to be like, yo, let's, let's be really cool about it. And Raquel's like, <laughs> like talking like a mile a minute. And I'm like, yo, shut up. Like, if you just be cool, they'll leave us alone. Like, we're clearly responsible adults. Like, they'll just leave us alone. Anyway, the guy's like, sergeant gets called. And he's being Mr. Big Britches. Oh, that's right. Too and he was, him. yeah. So he was going to let us go. But like, his superior officer came and was like, yo, well, give them all tickets. So we all got like tickets or whatever. And Wolfie was really upset because you're a poor college kid and can pay oh, yeah. for it. Like, and Aaron and I were both working. We're like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And I had whatever. daddy. Daddy paid my. She had daddy who took care of everything. I needed a daddy. That's. He doesn't so much. So, so we go to so Aaron Murray and I go drive down to Phoenixville to pay this thing for for us and we I don't know if we took yours with us and paid yours too or somehow we paid them we paid them and got everything like get you know squared away and then we're like yo let's stop in and say hello. So we pull into that little like weird spot. I don't know if you remember where like by the chapel. By the chapel where like if you go through like yeah, so like the library would have been to our left and the chapel was to our right. So you would drive past like the married couples like area and like that weird little school, that elementary school that was there. The and Renaissance like, or something. Yeah, the Renaissance yep. or something. Yep. And like we were parked there. And so like this is like May or something like that. And it was like toward the end of the, the college school year. And um, she's like, oh, and, and me and Aaron Murray are sitting in her Jeep Liberty. And she goes, oh, there's Raquel and her new boyfriend. And I was like, mother effer, like, I'm going to kill this guy. I've been playing this since January. Like, what is happening here? Like, I just got this figured out with this Brent situation. And I'm been the slow burn here. Like I'm trying to make this work. And now she's got this other guy and oh, come to find out his name is Mike. I'm like, so what is going on? And I, you know, and I was like, so they come out and I'm like, this guy, he looks like an ape. He looks like a monkey. Like what is like, and you know. You're so mean. I was so mean, like I was a mean person. And um, 
it was terrible. And I was so mad and I was like, well, I need to break this up and I need to make a move like immediately. And that's, that's the beach trip. That's the beach. That trip. was the beach trip. There you wow. go. Just- I think she was still like kind of dating that guy and had to go on like a camping trip with his family and like break up with him. No, that for real happened. Like after we went on the beach, oh. like, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> real, real quick. I completely forgot that you dated this person. Who yeah. is a who is a pastor in my area? Oh, I could actually, yeah, I actually, I could very easily run into him. But I do remember going to the Park City Mall with me and Meg and you and this this Mike, other Mike, we'll call him that you dated. The other Mike. And looking at like rings and stuff for like fun, it was like, and I was like, this. Is- this is stupid. This is dumb. It's great. It just filled me with rage. So. I was looking out for Mike Wilson. Exactly. And that's the thing. We just needed to light a fire under Michael. And so it. we were just like, it's okay. Same you know name. <laughs> no. Okay. Seriously, though, like New Year's, though, that New Year's was that so, news, yeah. like, seriously, was such like a time in our marriage or like in our relationship that was like so big because. We, Aaron, had invited, which, you know, Aaron is a funny story because Aaron was my roommate freshman year, but her aunt, okay, so Aaron is from, <laughs> that's weird, that's weird. Aaron is from Indiana and the state of Indiana because there's Indiana, Pennsylvania too. So anyway, so she's from the state of Indiana and she came to Pennsylvania. She, her parents went to Valley Forge and she moved in with her aunt who was Michael's neighbor. My so, next door neighbor, like legit, literally my next like, door neighbor. Do you remember those hills? So next door neighbor yep. to Michael's uh, parents. So because of that, I was hanging out. Brent and I had just like, well, we were kind of together, not together. I was starting on a to figure break. out. I was starting to break the, the crack was starting to happen. No. So like, I was like, yo, he's Michael. Well, right. And multiple times. Like you need to break up with this guy. He is absolutely homosexual, which I mean, at that time, new year's Eve happened and he was already, (laughs) everybody knew he was homosexual. (laughs) Well, he's dying. He was. I was so mean and, and so blunt. Like I did not care. Was. I was like, I have nothing invested in this, but you're being dumb. <laughs> well, right. It's just and facts. He, it's, it's facts. Just facts. I mean, honestly. And so, anyway, so we, I was, because he refused to spend New Year's Eve. This was how manipulating and controlling he was, and you guys all know this, because he refused to eat with me at the dime, like the dining like at the common like whatever at the dining hall he would not sit with me and eat dinner he wouldn't sit with me at chapel he was so manipulative and controlling in our relationship it was just weird it was weird and um so anyway so I like that was a turning point though like that new year's eve because like I was able to sit with Michael and he was like so engaging he wanted to talk to me he wanted to you know we talked about deep stuff, not even just like surface things like we and then, you know, eventually we started going to the bar together. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, Sorry, it's like, Valley Forge. Well, <laughs> well, we started talking like that night and it was all because, you know, she wasn't allowed to hang out with her boyfriend and Aaron was 
Erin Murray was part of this young adults thing that was part of her church that was in our area where we lived, you know, and so she invited Raquel to come and Erin's off doing her thing where she was involved in. And that leaves me and Raquel sitting at a table where I thought everything was sunshine and rainbows with her. Like, that's not really my thing, you know? I mean, it was. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'm going to just admit to that and claim it that, you know, a lot of the time in college, it was sunshine and rainbows. She and, thought so, yeah. You know, I can, I can see the bright side of anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was very, you know, I may have been a little critical, you know, like a little bit, you know, introspective and, you know, a little, I don't know what the word, macabre, I don't know, like what the word you would use. And uh, so we didn't really mesh exactly. But that night, it was like, we got to, you know, we got to actually talk. And I was like, wow, she's like, actually really deep. Like she has deep thoughts. It's not just like, oh, I got up and had a piece of toast, you know, and then I brushed my teeth and, you know, and then I had a great day, you know, like that kind of girl, like, it was like, oh, wow, you like, you actually think about things. And it really changed the way that I thought about her. And that kind of really led up into my, my slow burn into June when we went on the beach. Yeah. Anyway, so we could talk about Or like forever. backtracking and going for, this is like, yeah. Like, uh, Do you guys ever watch Parks and Rec? Yes. So you're basically Andy, what, Dwyer and April Ludgate, but like the reverse. Yes. Where Michael's April and and Raquel would be Andy. <laughs> That's Which probably is true. so perfect. I'm not going to lie. It That's is. True. Yeah. That is hysterical. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Except that. for she kind of has that look like she looks like she smells. You know what I'm talking about? No. I don't I think, think I look your like Your wife? No. no. <laughs> She definitely does. <laughs> the actress. The actress. She has that kind of look. She's you know beautiful. what I'm saying? She's beautiful. Like, you look at somebody, you know, like, I can't see you. Like, I can see you, but, I, like, you look like you smell. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you smell bad or you just smell? Because yeah, everybody you smells. Smell. You have a smell. Like, it's like, um, it, like. It's fair. Had okay. eggs this morning. Anyway, hat or, you know, Wolfie, new, new question. No, you're good. <laughs> we didn't even ask any questions yet. You're good. I. You know I, what? We haven't gotten to questions yet. No, that's true. And, and <laughs> I will say, like, don't don't feel don't feel like bad that you haven't gotten to a certain point. Like, we're literally just conversating, and that's what people like hearing on this podcast is like they just like hearing conversation. So, yeah, you guys are you guys are good. Um, good. Wolf, Wolfie, I will let you say anything you want to say. Um, based on their whole catch-up or anything since then. Yeah. And, and then after that, uh, Wolfie's going to transition into uh, some questions for you guys. So, Cool. Um, yeah, I guess I'll say two things, at least I can think of. So um, the one is just piggybacking or, or kind of just reiterating what Hat said. Like, your, your guys' first year of marriage, like, sounds like you just went through hell and, like, but getting through that first year, I mean, you know, like going forward, you can get through anything. And, you know, I've been through very difficult times, not necessarily with my marriage, but just with life and, and things. And like, it just helps you refocus and like turn, you turn back to God, you turn back to like your core beliefs, like your core things. And like, you know, like if you can get through that, you can get through anything. 
for instance, like 2020. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) You know, Wolfie, like, honestly, though, you've been through so much and, you know, condolence, you know, we just, we're just so sorry to hear about your dad. And, you know, obviously I I believe I reached out to you when that happened, but it's like you and Meg have gone through so much too. And that's, I can't even imagine. I mean, honestly, but, um, you're amazing. And you have like completely, you know, like you said, like it, it changes your focus and Mm -hmm. your daughter, it's like, it just, it really does. I mean, and with your dad and your daughter, it's like Mm -hmm. huge perspective on life and it's what we choose that we're going to like see it as, are we going to see it as this like negative and you know, this devastating thing to our lives, or are we going to, you know, be validated in the devastation, but then move forward and feeling and, you know, growing then, but, you know, you know, we love you. And that was, well, thank you. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, and we know like as devastating as that stuff is as hard as it was that year that you guys went through like that stuff like it's not the end and we move on and there's life and there's hope in christ and like that's what that's what keeps us going so um i did want to read because i went back like through facebook messenger and like just kept scrolling and scrolling and got back to like so i'm just gonna read it so this is from February 22nd, 2010. I'm just going to read the message. I said, oh. I said, Hey poopy. It was me who texted you today. Meg texted me at work saying that she saw you were pregnant on here. So way to go. I'm so pumped for you guys. You need a godfather. Haha. Ha, just kidding. But seriously, love you, Wolfie. And then the message back. Yeah, we figured it was you, you poop head. Thanks. We are excited. We're completely surprised. Completely. We had a three-year plan. Oh, well, as for, oh, well, oh, well, well. as for the Godfather, um, anyone can pray and watch over this child. We love you. Hope to see you guys soon. So a very gentle letdown on not letting me be the Godfather, <laughs> but I don't know. If this, yeah. Well, maybe not the Godfather, but you would be a great candidate for it because I know that you're like you'd stab somebody for us. So, so like a god- uncle, so like a god- thing. I would stab well, Hatmaker to be the godfather of that child. Yeah, is this you know, like, <laughs> like Hat? Like, or would you stab him? Well, oh. I don't think we would have to because there's now what four children. So, well, I split them up. Where's the pick from? You can pick which one you like the best. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I. I don't know if this is like we a, do at meal time. I, I don't know if this is a bad time. Um, Raquel and Mike, do we do we tell do we tell Wolfie how I'm already the Godfather, or do we just leave that out? Oh, that's oh right. man, I thought you were gonna say they were having another kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a flipping miracle, and I I might go uh, clinic. Just kidding. Oh wow. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my goodness. Okay, James Wojcicki over here. Freaking dark. See, no. This she thing. takes it too far. She'll get mad at me because like I'll take a joke like way too far. What the hell happened to that rainbow shit? I don't know. Like I, I think we bled it. into each other. Like I'm like, oh, like that's awful. You know, and she's like, <laughs> no, hold on. Stop for a second. 
it stopped because I have four children now. So it it's not rainbows. It, it I mean, it's so far from rainbows. So what you're trying to say is you got a little bit of me in you? Well, yeah, that's how you have four children. No, I got a lot of him in me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, that's like legit one of the best perks of like marriage so you know yeah not everything is like super happy like oh look at no. it's like yo reality is like for real like you okay i was literally talking about sex so oh no i was talking about like personality types like yours needed to be curbed big time <laughs> like that rainbow stuff needed to get curb stomped like but anyway so real like, no, so yeah. What were we talking? Wolfie had said something. I don't know. I had too much tea. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. So, no, it's good. This is going to happen. We're going to go off the rails at some point. Well, we've got a decent amount of questions. Um, and some of them like tie back into what you guys have already shared, but kind of elaborate on a little bit. So, if it's cool with you guys, we can yeah. just. Uh, we can just dive into the questions. Um, Hat, do you just want me to take take it away with these? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. And and like Wolfie said, I mean, if it's something you've already touched on, uh, you can uh, briefly pat pass by it or go more into it. It's completely up to you guys. So, right. So the uh, first set of questions here come from Andrew Kindler, who is also in Lancaster. Yes. Um, so his first question is for Michael because Michael shared a video of um, eating like one of those like really hot chips, one of those like death chips, yes, yes. whatever it's called. So Andrew wants to know, are you a fan of hot and spicy stuff? And if so, what's your favorite hot sauce? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's hard. Um, I am a fan of hot and spicy stuff, but I would not necessarily call myself like a queen of sore, so to speak. Um, so I don't necessarily have like a favorite like spicy sauce. Like I'm not like all like hot ones up here where like I know like all these like weird crazy sauces, you know, or anything like that. But I do enjoy uh, some spicy food. Uh, I like a lot of like, you know, Asian stuff like um what was that ghost pepper sauce that you got from Cabela's oh I did get a ghost pepper sauce once that had like uh, a skull on it and like a little cowboy hat for like the lid and um that was pretty good except for I had it for like three years and I only put like three drops like in like uh, some chili or something like that and then uh, I kept it in the cabinet uh till one day I finally actually read the ingredients on the back and it said keep refrigerated and like I had it like just chilling in the cabinet, like not chilling, like at all refrigerated. And I was always be like, man, this makes me so sick every time I eat it. Like, what is up with this? Like, do I just not like spicy stuff? No, it was just probably because I was like expired and like terrible. So I don't know. Uh, I don't really figured favorite spicy sauce, I guess per se. But he's a... huge into the smoker. He we recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, recently I bought him because I'm a good wife. You know, <laughs> I bought him a Traeger, uh, a Traeger smoker. And so now that is his full on thing. So Andrew, you and Nancy have to come and have, and everybody else, all 24 down, come visit our house and we'll smoke some meat for you. 
yeah. we will do that. So yeah. Andrew actually has other questions, but I'm going to skip ahead because somebody asked a question about the smoker. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So somebody's been watching you guys, I guess, on social media, maybe. So Tim Sarajan said, I saw that you invested in a smoker a couple months ago. What have been some of your go-tos for cooking up some delicious meals? Ooh. It has, I'm going to say, it has revolutionized my culinary uh, lifestyle. Like, like everything has changed. It's been amazing because not only now do I get done with work and Michael gets done with work, he's like, oh, hey, I'll smoke something. And I'm like, yes, I don't have to think about dinner now. So it's amazing. Barbecue is invented for women to trick men into like, liking cooking that's basically what yes it is yes so like but now i have actually liked uh seafood so like we've smoked like salmon and like scallops and shrimp like i've gotten really good at like all of that stuff um i've done like the really long things like brisket and and, like a pork shoulder and all that kind of stuff like where you're you get up at like you know Mm-hmm. in the morning and throw this thing on there that you marinated from the day before and all that kind of stuff. Like I really do enjoy it. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a big part of, of uh, how we cook food lately. <laughs> I would recommend it to anybody. I've been thinking about it. You might've sold me on it or maybe I'll ask for one for Christmas for my wife. Dude, it's legit. Even like Meg, do it. Even like, like if you like shrimp, like you can smoke shrimp. Like I got like, it's awesome. I made my own bruschetta from like, uh, tomatoes that we planted this, this summer. And then, uh, got like a French bread and cut it into like quarter inch slices and put it on a sheet, butter and, uh, oil and, uh, garlic, and then smoked the, the toast, basically the toast and, uh, and then put like bruschetta on it. It's amazing. Like it changed a life. Sounds good. Maybe just might have to come down there and check it out. Dude. Yeah. Yes. For real. So I got to, so I'm going to skip back to Andrew's question. So his follow-up for the, the kind of hot sauce question was, did that chip burn as much coming out? It actually did not. No, I thought I was like really going to be in for it. Like the next day, like I was, I was dreading it like all night, like after the burn finally stopped, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm gonna have to deal with this tomorrow. And uh it really did not. So that was like a blessing. Yeah, it was a blessing. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I was like, all right. Daniel, so I will say add on to that because I'm I'm the mom and I'm obsessed with my children. But Daniel, our middle son, he he also had a piece of the chip and he was like, he like totally like manned it like he did awesome which i'm super shocked but he like he was like milk 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 <laughs> my favorite part of the video is when I'm like dang is it spicy and he's like i don't know like his eyes get like really big <laughs> like, like it changes like where he's like no yeah <laughs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna say this my total thread the uh like literally i think the night prior um, my wife was watching, there's a YouTube, uh, personality or whatever that she watches and they did the, that same chip challenge literally the night before. 
And so like when you guys posted your video, I was like, oh, that's crazy because I just watched this video the night before about yeah. it because I had never heard about it prior. So now it's like all in front of me. And so um, I told her, I like told her, I was like, yeah, I was like, so my buddy Mike, like he did it and he did it with his son. And like his son was just like, just badass, just killed it. Like, yeah, no big deal. Like I was so shocked. I was like, holy crap. Because like the YouTube video she watched, like the guys that had it were just like, going crazy like this is insane and then i watch like your son and he's just like yeah that's all right <laughs> but you know what like that is it's just so his personality though he is he is that child who you're like he's like the three-legged puppy that you see and he is like he just needs a little help but he is the strongest mother ever that you have ever met in the world because he just powers through stuff yeah where he he's like we you know, should have videoed the after effects of that of that chip though because like he he runs over to the he downs that milk that's like in the video but then he runs over to the freezer grabs two ice pops and he's got like like two in his mouth <laughs> He's like, this is really hot. <laughs> yeah, frozen he never like up. he never like cried about it, but he was like, it's really spicy. <laughs> but he held on for the camera. He's like, as long as the oh, camera's yeah. rolling, like I'll be good. He's the middle child, so he has to like, you know. Yeah. He's gotta he be has, tough. He's gotta hold his own ground. So yeah, he's that's fair. He's my favorite. Just, I mean, just say that. They're all your favorite, is what you're saying. But at this moment, he's thinking it loudly, though. No, like literally, he's my favorite. Like, it's fair. Like, have have multiple children, and and you'll know. Moms do have a favorite. It might be in season, but we have a favorite in each season. Right now. And for the last seven years, it's been Daniel. You just said, <laughs> I love that you just said that, and like he just walks by. <laughs> like, he doesn't care. He's probably he's in his own little world, like all he the does, time. He, like, doesn't he doesn't know. care. He he's oblivious to it all. He's my one where it's like I'm like, no, I saw Daniel, Daniel, yo, Earth to Murph, and then he'll finally look at me. <laughs> I don't know. You just said like he's my favorite, and then he just kind of walked by with this like sort of little strut. He was just kind of like, oh, oh yeah, that's how he walks. <laughs> so, so Andrew's next question. He he asked both of you this separately, but it's the same question. What was your major at Valley Forge? Mm, good question. Well, I started off as, excuse me, um, elementary education. But then, I'm going to butcher this, but was it Dr. Brown? Mm -hmm. Gorgeous, like, African-American woman, gorgeous hair, curly. She, like, full of personality. Um, she came in, and I switched to social work. So I was two years elementary education, realized that I do not like teaching children in any way, don't like it. That's why my kids are now currently not homeschooled because of COVID. They are going to real school. Um, because <laughs> you can't call it real school. <laughs> public school. They're going to public, public school. school. That's fair. 
real, real school. Like it's get out. It's real. Like <laughs> leave. Um, but, and then I switched to social work, which social work has been awesome. I mean, honestly, it's been, I mean, I love the field. I cannot wait to get back into it. Um, right now my focus is just on the kids and, you know, the kids and all of the others, but social work is so far in me, which is crazy because it was only two years, but it is like, it was like those courses, like Dr. Brown and I cannot, I, I feel like it's Howard, but I don't know. But anyway, they were like the professors in that field were so amazing because they, they were like real life. Like they weren't just like, oh, these Christians, like that Valley Forge, like formed in a way to, um, to like show their, he just sneezed. Um, it wasn't like these like professors where they like showed, I don't know that they were just these fake people where like they were actually really good professors and they like showed us the world and they like really invested in us. And so anyway, so social work was mine. Didn't, didn't social work start while we were there? Yeah. So like you were probably one of the first people at Valley Forge to do the social work major. Yes. Ashley Gillespie. Um, Yep. What's her last name now? Love. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yep. Actually, love is it. Her and I were the first ones to walk with a social work degree, which like Michael, like called me out on it. I had two Bible classes, which that was crap. I mean, honestly, like how many, how many Bible classes did I need? But apparently a lot. I don't know. Like it's just insane. Like that yeah. whole thing was just insane, but yeah, they wouldn't like formally give me my, or they wouldn't mail me my transcripts until I finished this one class or whatever. But you know what? At the That's... same time, you know what? They give grace to everybody else, but yet to me, like going through like hell and back with the whole like embarrassing crap that I went through, mm-hmm. they showed no grace when it came to that. I got like W's, like withdrawals and incompletes because of that you know but you know i walked when we walked i walked too but i didn't typically graduate i didn't graduate until like october really yeah because i i just didn't finish a class and like kept like i think it was was it mcleod is that who looked like ned flanders yes he he taught like an online class And I was just like, oh, like, I need more time. Like, please give me more time. I need to graduate, but I need more time. And he was like, okay, like, I'll give you the summer. And then, like, summer ended. And I was like, can I just have, like, a little more time just to get this done? (laughs) Like, I didn't didn't get my diploma until, like, October. Like, it was hilarious. Same. I mean, honestly, it was the same. I think it was September I had because grandma died in October. See, like there's so much stuff. Like we mm-hmm. like map out our timeline of our like first year, like by like sad, sad, you know, events. Right. <laughs> but, um, I think I think with graduating, we just milked it to the point that Valley Forge was like, oh, we just gotta get these, we just gotta get rid of these people. <laughs> are you kidding me? Please, like, we won't start collecting until they graduate. Like just graduate them already. Seriously. 100%. It's true. 
$100,000. I think it was like $102,000. Yeah. Like it was insane amounts of like, money. I only went for one year and I, I got a really good job. Like I said, and I paid mine off. Like I was, I right. was before we even got married. But anyway, but, what was your, yeah. What'd you study Mike? I went for music actually was what I went for. So just music or just music, music education nothing nothing just literally music like i was like going, why do they have like degrees if, like, like that? as if it's stuff i was going to like the juilliard school of music <laughs> like i was going to do something and be a bass player in like some orchestra somewhere like this is never going to happen it's the dumbest degree of all time i don't you know i was terrible just music but do they like does just valid does yeah. valley forge still promote that like i would like to know because that's like seriously probably <laughs> because that's not fair like it really no. isn't and if I, you're gonna go for music like if you really think you're good like you need to go to an actual music school, right like the juilliard you know or whatever like you need to go to a music place i mean it's like if i was like i want to like do something with like writing so I went to Valley Forge and majored in words. Like, pretty much. It's like, <laughs> what's your major? I'm studying words. <laughs> words. Study of words. But like, okay, like I what just want to do words. Okay, like Matt. I'm not gonna remember his name, but he was on a worship team. Matt, and he was a funny guy. He married Lori. Or Laura. Maddie B. We were just talking about him beforehand because he lived in my apartment with us. Yes. He was an amazing drummer. Was he a drummer? Yeah, he was. Amazing. And yet he probably went to school for music and now he's a nurse or a doctor. Maybe. I don't know. But he's something in the medical. Probably a nurse. Right. Rocket scientist. Not that that's a bad thing to be a nurse, but to doctor, it takes like eight years and all that stuff. I respect, no offense, I respect nurses more than doctors, but that's because my mom's one. I totally agree with that. Um, but, you know, if that's the thing where I'm like, you know what? Like, it's just such a sucky thing that Valley Forge like, pulls you in and being like, oh, it's, you know, do music, do this, because it's going to get you somewhere. No, it's not. It's I, not going to get you anywhere. I had such a bad taste in my mouth, like right from like, like I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to college. Like I played soccer in, in high school. I'm going to go play soccer in college. And I went a week early and actually it's where I met the twins and their roommate where they like stole like a, like a refrigerator or whatever. Like I was like there, like I was downstairs and they were upstairs. I have to pee. And, um, you don't have to announce it, but okay. So like my my first uh, people that I met was the twins because I had to go early for soccer to play soccer. And I went and I was like so excited. I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna be great. And um like like everything like just kind of changed for me, like in that first like month where like everything went really sour, where like the music major that I signed up for the time slots that I had to do like certain things totally coincided with like soccer practice. And it was like, I can't do both. So like soccer is like, not like, I like, I'm not like going to be on MLS like after this, like, so uh, that's gotta go. I guess I'll do this like, like music thing. And 
after like the first like couple months of, or first like couple weeks, I should say of music, like you had to sign up for whatever your instrument was. You had to pay an additional fee to get lessons in your instrument. So I played bass. I only played bass. That's it. I played bass guitar. And at that time, and I go and I'm like, Hey, I play bass. And they're like, cool. We'll set you up with this and you pay this extra fee because you're a music major uh, and you'll get lessons. And I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. Uh, I get one-on-one lessons with a, with an instructor. I get there and my instructor for my bass lesson is a classical guitar player. And I'm like, he says, well, what, what do you, what are you hoping to get out of this? And I'm like, what are you going to teach me? Like you're a classical guitar player, not a bass player. Like, you know, like, Oh, I'm just hoping to learn how to like play like faster and whatever. Like I gave like a, like a BS answer. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, you know, you could play with like three fingers and whatever. I'm like, okay, that's like classical guitar stuff. Like it's not going to translate to playing an electric bass. And I was like, all right. So that, that really was like my first week where like, I was excited about something and I had to give it up for this other thing that I also was excited for. That's kind of turning out really crappy. And, um, and that was really like my first like couple weeks at Valley Forge. Like I was like, all right, I'm not really sure. Like this is all for me. And I, I really was an awful student. Like that first year was terrible. It was my only year, but I would be like, Oh my gosh. Like it's uh, raining outside. I'm not going to class. Or be like, okay, it's like overcast. Uh, I'm not going to class. Or I'd be like, yeah, which okay, just I'd look out the window and be like, it's outside. I'm not going outside today. I think I remember like Baldwin and I just coming like into the into 24 down and like coming to your room and being just like, like Michael's has just been in his room all week. Like we need to get him out of there. <laughs> Seriously. No, for yeah. real, dude, for real. Yeah, I did. That was- I completely forgot that you played soccer a little bit. Oh, it was only for like the first week. Like when I realized that like music, like whatever the extra mm-hmm. requirements that I had were going to like, like I was only going to get to like the last 20 minutes of soccer practice. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I have to give one of these things up. And that was like a, a major bummer to me, like for the first like Which, weeks you know what? There. You know, Hat, I know that you and James and maybe a few other people don't want to have children, but <laughs> but these are things that we are learning, like, as parents, not to, like, I, I don't know, like, just not to push, because, like, that was one thing where his parents were like, okay, well, which one are you going to choose? Like, are you, like, which one? Like, do you want to do soccer? Do you want to do this? And... I don't know. It's just like this, this, it's just so much, but anyway. Plus you get to totally live vicariously through your children. So, you know, there's that plus. No, no, no. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm doing it now. Like, yeah, I don't ever get to poop my pants anymore. And Abby does. And it's awesome. And it's, it's the best thing ever. And you're like, yes. I get to change it. Yep. And I get to change it. (laughs) so andrew's next question is for raquel and it's a it's a good question he said why did you and wolfie become such good friends in college well 
you know, Wolfie, I just felt like I could mother you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think it was just, I think. Physically just, or emotionally? <laughs> you know, all of the above. <laughs> no, stop. Um, I'm going to get up. I'm walking away from this one. He just has to get more tea. Um, That's fair. Um, anyway, so no, I think it was just like your free spirit, honestly. I mean, I grew up in a really small town. I mean, Shanksville, Pennsylvania is known on the map because of 9-11 and, you know, mm. we were so tiny. And I think it was just literally just the free spirit and the fun, like just the never ending giggles and laughing and just, you know, excitement. I love that you loved pudding <laughs> and, you know, all of these like silly you loved chocolate pudding. I think loved pudding. Oh shit. I did. Aaron, yeah. Didn't Aaron and I get you pudding for your birthday freshman year? I think so. Yeah. I think it was, but, um, I think it was just that. And then I think that just the bond then that like you, Matt and I all had, that, you know, so many people didn't come back to Valley Forge. And, you know, we were really just kind of growing up together in a sense where, you know, we had this freedom where we were kind of testing the boundaries of being adults Mm -hmm. in a sense. And then just loving the fact that we were able to be free and just be who we were and not having to care about any of that but then also I just feel like we kind of just grew up together I don't know I I just think that that's like the biggest thing is just that we like we tested all these waters we smoked pot we we smoked cigarettes we did you know all this stuff (laughs) where we were like you know I'm so sorry like we drank and you know we I had never done any of that kind of stuff before and you know, it's just this like phase that we kind of like went to, like went through with each other, but yet yeah. we knew that we had that solid firmness that we all loved the Lord and we all loved Jesus and that there wasn't that judging and that, that mindset that we were like terrible people because we experimented and, you know, I don't know. I think that that's why I loved you and Matt so much. I mean, I just think honestly, I mean, fully, and Michael can attest to this, like there's just, I praise you guys all the time. I'm like, oh, well, we had a baby or oh, Matt just got married and look, did you hear his like new message and you know, whatever. It's just this like little, like this bond that it's just, I think because we went through freshman year and we had this core group of friends that we were so close to Mm. and then they all left Mm. that we'd kind of just we knew that we were each other's like safe space in a sense and especially me because all like literally all of my close friends like left so I only really had you and Matt that I felt I felt the same way yeah you know yeah I think it's I like our freshman year was very formative of like our Valley Forge experience and I think I think part of it is like we just have big hearts 
me, you, and Baldwin, like, we're very caring people. Yeah. Even though, like, by my senior year, like, people just thought I was a complete dick, which I absolutely was. But, like, no. deep down, I mean, I'm, like, hat maker level of just, like, harding the outside, soft on the inside. Like, um, but, like, we were all like that. So we had big hearts. Um, and then, like, we saw things for what they really were, though. Like, we didn't, you know, I would say 100% I was the same way my freshman year of just rainbows and like you know everything's fun like college is basically like youth camp and like we're just gonna have a good time and then like it was like by like second semester it was like oh shit like people like this is like messy like people are messy and like recognizing that but still like having the big heart like to to know that that's okay and like people are going through stuff like i think i think it was just like we just caught on very quickly like okay like valley forge is like a christian school but there's definitely like things here that happen that like aren't like always going to be pleasant and like the best and like that's okay it's like we'll get through this yes and it was like it i mean you know i just we just recently spoke at our you know our young adults with the young adults and we were saying like you know I pretty much, I said, like, you know, we went through so much stuff and like in college, I went through so much stuff, but yet I like clung to these people who were really like, they were centered in the Lord yet. I went through so much junk. Like I was Mm -hmm. so silly in a sense where I thought the power was in leadership. And I loved that quote that Mike, um, that Matt had said where, what? Oh, I'm going to lose it. Sorry. It was, I literally wrote it down in my journal. It was like power is, oh, darn it. Anyway. So it was like something about power and like being, really impactful. And we'll it, go back and listen to it. Yeah. yeah. It was insert really impactful quote here. Matt Baldwin. <laughs> um, but no, it absolute was like power corrupts. Absolutely. It was like power corrupts reps pretty much but anyway and I felt like that was so true with Valley Forge where I felt like we were you know I longed so much to be in leadership and you know there I was with Brent and we were both RAs we were both like high up in you know this mm-hmm. facade in student life and you know student ministries and all of that and you know I just then literally nobody like no one, it was silent. As soon as all of everything was out in the air and, you know, I told and I confessed of what was happening and all of the stuff and literally no one, not one person checked up on me. And, you know, I'm sorry, like to throw out somebody, Amy Miller, sorry, Andrew, (laughs) because I know that Andrew and and Nancy are working beside her, but like, honestly, like Amy, yeah, she goes to victory. Yeah, she goes there. <laughs> oh, Jesus help me. <laughs> like, I am so sorry. Like, I was so hurt by her because yeah. here was this person that I felt like really loved me and like knew who I was and was okay with, you know, and I'm opening up about all of the stuff that I'm struggling with and I literally heard nothing. And you know who stood beside me? It was Wolfie, 
it was Matt Baldwin, and it was the 24 Down guys, like all of them. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. like, that is where I felt just so accepted. I mean, and then to throw it, you know, Carrie and Raven and, well, later on, Michael, but like, <laughs> <laughs> Michael. No, I was still mean. I was like, I told you. Oh, man. You were just out there to get some. That's all it was. It was a- <laughs> no, not really. I was just like, yo, I told you. Yeah. Why were you so silly? But like honestly, it was just like and poor him, he had to wait like a year and a half, but it was like it was like honestly, it was like these guys who like and you know, Michael like saw that coming in. It was like you guys like 24 down, like totally pulled together. Like I sat and I dined with 24. I'm gonna get emotional. Dang it. It's okay. I'll cry with you. I'll cry with you. I sat, you know, after all of that, like, because, because it hit so home with Brent, you know, and his friend and his girlfriend and all of this like group of people, which was weird, but you know, I only felt like I could sit with you guys. And like, I felt like you guys just, it is okay now i'm gonna go spiritual so i'm gonna go emotional and spiritual all at the same time it was like this bond like this bubble of like jesus that like wrapped around me in a sense where nothing could hit me it was like this invisible bubble and you know 24 down was so good at doing that where i felt so accepted and so loved and you know that i i felt protected like where no one is going to say these things about me. No one's going to do this stuff. And, you know, I just felt like it was, I mean, it was you Wolfie and you had, and you know, these guys who like just really were like, we're going to watch out for you and we're going to make sure that you're okay because you guys knew that I was at this vulnerable time. And then, you know, Wolfie, you just being, you know, hanging out with Michael and I, and then, you know, Hat just accepting Michael in, in that sense. <laughs> it's funny, you know, like, and like being like having, like Raquel having that experience, like, it's kind of weird where like, that's where I was from, like in Valley Forge, you know, like I was from 24 down, you know? Right. And like, it's just kind of funny how everything kind of always circles around, you know? Right. Like, just kind of the way that it's supposed to be. And that, but, you know, I think that that's so, this spiritual aspect of, like, go, and I know that it's fun and games and happiness and silly jokes and, you know, icy hot and whatever, you know, but, like, going down those halls and, you know, Rick, you know, laughing his guts out, you know, because he dropped his towel or whatever, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, it was all of these things, but yet it was such a, like a place where like, you knew that these boys were going to, or these, you know, now men who were going to keep you and they're going to be standing beside you. And I don't know that anybody else really felt that way, but you know, and I know that this has nothing to do with Andrew's question, but, and I know Wolfie really didn't live on 24 down, but I felt that with that, with that group where I really felt like 
through those hardest times that I could always run to Rizzo or, you know, whoever uh, and just feel like, I mean, and Josh Lee and Sam, I mean, I can't tell you how many animes I, I heard about, but they sat and they talked to me about it and, you know, whatever. It was just like the best thing. And it was light and it was heavy and it was, you know, now looking back, it was just beautiful. And exactly. She marries a guy who loves anime. So yeah. he does. But anyway. Yeah. I feel like there was like a spiritual sense of it that like we all had our understanding of like what it was to be like Christ-like and like, it wasn't like, okay, like I can put on a show I can do like, I mean, to me, it was like the value, like I did student leadership my freshman year with the student government. And like immediately after that, I was like, okay, well fuck that. Like, I'm not doing that again. Like that was terrible. Like I like, and that's what attracted me to 24 down then was just like that. And when we talked about this, like on mine, like thought it was just so authentic and like 24 down, you could come at your highest and you could come at your lowest. And regardless, you were going to be accepted and loved. And like, there was going to be people there that would like take care of you. Yeah. And like, that's what like, and, and to go back to Andrew's questions, like that's what our relationship was to Raquel. Like, I think that's why we were such good friends and like, same thing with like, that's why Baldwin, like you and Matt Baldwin, like we were the ones that came together and stuck it out. No offense, Michael. And like, we were just, we just loved each other. Yes. It's so true. And then Michael was like, I got to get back in there. And the only way I can do this is if I can land Raquel. I'm going to marry her. it. Yeah, no, there, there's a piece of me, like, after all of this is like, you know, uh, listening to the podcast and things like that, it's like, man, I really wish that I actually did, like, embrace, you know, all of 24 Down and, like, really join into the community aspect of it, because I really didn't, you know, and I wish that I did, um, but I don't know that that would have been good for all of you. No. Well, and you don't know where that could have taken you because you could have like had a completely different experience, been at Valley Forge for four years, and instead now you have a beautiful wife and four beautiful kids and yeah, a beautiful bald head. Or it could have been the evil genius of Twenty Four Down. I don't know. <laughs> put your just put your pinky up, and we'll just pretend like you're Mike Myers uh, right. and that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, go ahead, Wolfie. I'm so sorry. Right. Hat. What are you apologizing for? This is great. This is gold. I love this. Anyway, I'm going to let Hat, um, he's going to ask the next questions, uh, which are from Colleen. Yep. So uh, we got a next set of questions here are, are like he said, from Colleen. Um, and, and some of these are quick hitter questions, um, but feel free to go into as much detail as you want. Uh, first question is, and, and all of these, I think, actually, there's one specifically for Raquel, but most of these, I think, are for both of you guys. First one is, um, if you could go back to Valley Forge for one day, what is one thing you would like to do with 24 Down again? I would honestly... I loved... Okay, this is going to be weird. Be weird. Um, Samsung <laughs> was... You know, it was one of my favorite things. Is he, he remember he had his own rice maker, 
he had his own like rice pot. I don't even know what it's called, a cooker. Um, and he would cook rice and he would then like bring it out and he's like, oh, I got my rice. And I remember like sitting in that like little entryway and literally just like the excitement and the joy that came from like, I mean, it was was it closed off by a door? I don't know. But you know, when you went yeah, into the there building, was a vestibule, like, like on the on the one end. It was the center. No, the center. Oh, the middle center. No, that wasn't closed off. Like you went in like a glass door. Yeah. It was the glass door, right? And then were there couches there? Uh, not originally, but they think near the end. I think they might have put couches. There. In the hall. Yeah, there's couches that line in the hallways. No. Yeah. In the you, doorway. You're talking going through the glass door, right? Yeah. I think at first there was nothing there, and then they put like um, one of those like wooden padded cushion chairs type of thing. Like it's like a cube, basically. <laughs> yes. Which, it's a cube. Okay, just to like sidestep on that a little bit. Michael's parents had a cube like that, literally the identical set. And so when I first went to Michael's house, he had that same exact couch as like 24 down would have had or Valley Forge. But anyway, I would go back. It was back. in my bedroom. It was yeah, in his like, bedroom. And we've, we've had that since they were married. Like <laughs> my parents. Like, because they also went to Valley Forge. But anyway. I think they stole it. Like, <laughs> but anyway i would have gone back i would have literally i would have went back that is my 24 down memory it's just like <clears throat> literally sitting there all the commotion and all of whatever i honest to god believe that rick dropped a towel at one point like walking past and like going to the shower at, and like laughing his laugh was so like I don't know. It was just like the most beautiful sound in the sense where he was just so calm. It's confident, manly laugh. And it was a, you know, giggle. And it was just beautiful. And, you know, just having those like you and him. And I don't know. I also loved our drives. I don't know what I would. I don't know. I love I love the drives. It's a great question. I'm thinking about it even right now. And like, honestly, I think I would probably go back to like and it's not even necessarily a 24 down memory but it's more of like a college memory but i think like if i had embraced the 24 down more at that moment it would have been probably even just just playing in uh in the band that we had uh mayflower and just like pumping that up like we could have pumped that up so much more if we you know kind of embraced that whole you know, like, yeah. yeah, that whole scene, like, yo, we're all like a community, like, oh, this is our band. And like, we yeah. have a community and we have a band and we have a dodgeball team, you know, like, like hear us roar, you know, like kind of thing. And like, that's the thing where like, I think I probably would have gone back to that moment, like writing music and that kind of stuff and doing that. And well, it a little bit more than I did. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this, like, definitely like that definitely would have taken off because um, the fact that like Tom Rizzo and myself had a guitar hero band where we played plastic guitar and people showed up yeah. for that. Like imagine like an actual band, like we were actually an playing actual music, band. you know? Like, so, yeah. So I think, you know, that, that would have for sure happened. Um, 
obviously you can't go back and change things now, but like um, before I get into Colleen's next question, like again, so you were, you were a part of 24 down before a lot of the people that are involved in this podcast and this rebirth of 24, everything like that before a lot of us were involved in that. Um, so a lot of us either maybe knew you for just a short time or kind of knew you after through Raquel or whatever it was. But like, if you look at, I think what's really cool to me is like, if you look at the group chat or the interactions, stuff like that, like everybody is embracing you and vice versa. You're embracing everybody as if you had been there the whole time too. So like, I think, I think like, I understand your thing of, I wish I could have maybe, you know, gotten more into the community at the time, but now look at it and it's like, everybody's like, yeah, like he's one of us. You're accepting us as one of you. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a really cool thing. So, um, yeah. Uh, so Colleen's next question. And and I think, um, it kind of is the same question. So she had a two parter. Um, she asked what your favorite memory of 24 down, which I think you kind of basically both just touched on, but, um, but the, the opposite is what is your worst memory of 24 down? Oh, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me give a, let me give a, uh, so now that I've, I've rethought about both of those questions, let me give a little recap. My, my, okay. Let me go back. My favorite memory of 24 down. And this is goes back to even Baldwin talking about like us being an enigma like me and both my first roommate, Gary, um, my favorite memory of being a college student was the first few weeks of living on campus. And I don't know if you guys remember, we lived in 117 and the ceilings were really high because it was the triple and I never had a third person. Like I lived there for fall and semester. Uh, spring. Yeah, fall and spring semester and never had a third like person in that triple. So it was just me and Gary and then me and David. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my first like little bit, uh, Gary signed up for all these like AM classes. So he had to be up at like six 30 to get to these classes. And, and we had like rage, rage against the machine. Like, I think it was like bulls on parade, like in loaded in our CD player, you know, cause like, yeah, dev, you know, whatever, like CDs, like physical, like back in the day. And like, it would come on at six 30 in the morning you know, bulls on parade starting and that like woke us up for the morning and I like rolled over and I, and Gary's feet were dangling, you know, seven feet in the air. And he thought he was just back home and on ground level. And I'd wake up to Gary plummeting to the ground, like bam, in a pile on the floor and just be like, oh, Gary's like a really strong dude. And like to like see him like all crumpled up. Like I grew up with Gary. Like we grew up in the same town. Like we lived like five minutes away from each other. The alarm would go off, bulls on parade. And then Gary would fall down to the floor. And I was like, it was the best like two weeks. Like every day I'd wake up to Gary, like crumpled down, like <laughs> there's Gary. And I'd roll back and go to sleep because my class didn't start until like whatever, nine or 10 a.m. in the morning, you know? And uh, and so let me backtrack. That was probably my favorite memory. And it has nothing to do with any of you guys other than I lived on 24 Town and Gary got really, really hurt. Um, 
Uh, so what was the other one? Least favorite memory? Worst memory? Mm-hmm. Worst memory of 24 Down is... Um, Josh Bertram. Oh, that is a really bad memory. <laughs> Damn. So one time... Okay, so I have two. I have two memories. I have one that's like okay. So I have I have um, one of my worst memories. It was also kind of tied into my favorite memory. Was Henry the janitor would come up and be like, like so I was there like early. So like he learned my name, which is like a bad thing because then he like knows my name, and he'd be like, Hey Mike, and like wipe his nose with the glove that he just cleaned the toilet with, and then want to shake my hand, and I'd be like. <laughs> Henry, like, no, like, I don't want to touch you right now. Like, uh. maybe, like, elbow bump. I don't know. It's, like, pre-pandemic, so, like, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I guess I shake, you know? And that was that was a bad memory of, like, Henry. But, like, I also loved Henry. So, you know, one of my worst memories, though, was I had a, I had a guitar that an ex-girlfriend gave to me. That I was... She was a whore. That I was... T- I was told this was given to me, right? But then I had two goons show up to my dorm room to, I guess, bust me up over this thing, like to like get this guitar back, like from me in the middle of the night, um, pounding on my door. And uh, I won't say their names. It was uh, just maybe initials. It was Josh Bertram and and, uh, Anthony Alvarez. Uh, They're both horrible. Um, they could be really good people they're probably great i don't know i think they're bad whatever they're they're probably not great i'm just gonna say it like i i only knew them a little and i will say they were probably not great go ahead continue i'm gonna say maybe one or both of them was probably the reason why i realized that there was massive massive hypocrisy on valley forge campus and was like so like soccer and and music and the way that all that all went down like kind of started me like kind of on like oh maybe this isn't for me and then i was like whoa you guys are like gonna be pastors wow all right um really hate this like to the nth degree um done with you done with this whole place like you're gonna rot for all i care um kind of where that attitude came from. Yeah, they came to my dorm room and the only thing that really like kind of saved me was like, they were like both bigger than me and I got down in my, to my underwear and I like jumped in my bed and pretended like I was asleep, like a, like a wuss. <laughs> and uh, Carlos came and like unlocked the door. <laughs> so Carlos was my RA and he unlocked the door and um, he was like, and I was like, oh, like, oh my gosh, I just woke up. Like, what's going on? And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, and they both like left. And Carlos was like, Michael, what's going on here? And I was like, yo, like, I don't know. <laughs> guys were like, trying to get this guitar from me, from my ex-girlfriend. She told me she gave it to me. He's like, Michael, it's not worth it to hold on to a guitar from your ex-girlfriend. And I was like, oh, it's probably a terrible accent of Carlos. But um, that's what he sounded like to me. So... <laughs> I loved Carlos. Actually, weird story. My mom actually went back to Valley Forge as uh, as an adult, and um, Carlos was in her like Old Testament class, so she knew Carlos and the one Bertram. Oh, and Kevin Bertram. Kevin. Josh Bertram, not so much. He can eat dirt. And <laughs> um, Kevin Bertram was awesome. 
and Carlos, and they were both like in my mom's freshman like OT class with Malcolm Brubaker. So <laughs> that's awesome. By the way, like, can we just like give all props to Malcolm Brubaker? Like, Absolutely. He is like, like he's just such an amazing man. Like I love him so much, and him, and you know what? Who? Oh, darn it! Who were the really old couple, white hair? Both him and her both were at school. The old ones that would make out during like the relationship chapel. Probably yes. They did. I don't what? remember their they're names. They're the ones I've sit all the way up front, and like every time there was a good point, instead of saying amen, they go right on. No. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody remembers this. I remember this. There was like a hippie that sat in the front row, and every time no. instead of saying amen, they go right on. Anyway, no. no, it started with a B. That anyway, happened. they were there were some really amazing professors at Valley. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, so to sidetrack with Michael, worst memory of 24 Down. I don't have any bad memories of 24 Down, honestly. None. That's, That's a fair. great answer, Raquel. I love it. That's because you didn't live on the floor, but you got to do <laughs> and all the shenanigans on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Um, oh, another great memory is all the holes in the wall that me and Gary put in, and we didn't get charged for any of them. We put up Hello Kitty posters like everywhere, and they didn't question us at all. Yeah, because that's weird. <laughs> it was super weird. Every hole in the wall that me and Gary put in, we just put up a Hello Kitty poster, and they didn't say anything to us, and we didn't get charged. It was amazing. Which, speaking of, okay, so second semester, his his. Did Dave Avila ever come back for a second? Yeah, he did. He was there for fall of 2006. Yeah, because I remember him. So he was for sure. I visited him and he was very sad. Yeah. Okay, Dave Avila would, I don't know what he's doing with his life, but I mean, it would be interesting to see. I think he's a psychologist now. I think he's on Facebook. You can probably look him up. Look Look these people up. I think See, he. I think he's a legit psychologist now. Which would be perfect. I mean, after living I, with you, yeah. We used to go on drives together, smoke drives all the time. He was. I think he was the first person that I ever went on smoke drives, other than like my originals. And then to add on, he was probably one of the first people I smoked something else with. Yes, go. My, my kids are you smoked brisket with, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I was, I just want to clarify all of this for you know whoever podcast. My kids are still awake only because there's a sleepover happening, and I oh. was always the no mom, and now I have become the yes mom. And so when the friend had asked to have a sleepover, I said, yes. And then to like add in, there was a whole dog situation and divorce situation and single mom situation. And, you know, I just, I just feed everyone and I just- It's that big heart. Live here. Yeah, you know what? All right. My house is your house. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, that's good. Um... So, so Colleen's next question here, she's got two more. Um, and th- this one is specifically to Raquel. 
She wants to know um, if the craziest thing you guys ever did together was the bonfire under the bridge. Yes, 100%. I mean, who who burns a piece of Valley Forge <laughs> National Park? I mean, honestly, I mean, I think that that was honest to God. <laughs> we really burn a piece of the National Park. <laughs> <laughs> or did we burn some wood near the national park? <laughs> or no, it was in the national park. Either way, I think you're a felon now. <laughs> they can't take me away from my children. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that was probably one of my favorite. Like, honestly, that was such, that is such a deep memory within myself. I mean, I that was so much fun. It was such a thrill. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, all of it was just, I think that that was literally one of my favorite memories. I mean, Colleen is just beautiful and she's so amazing and she's rocking life. And, you know, but that is, that is probably one of my most favorite things of her and that and her makeup just being on point all the time. But her, um, herself just, I mean, she's just this, full big fire of herself and you know as an 18 19 year old coming into college I saw her as this like person who was just you know she knew who she was and she was working through it all and she just she just ran with it and was humble in the same sense and she was I mean that was it. But honestly, Matt Sorrentino was a really bad influence in our lives. And he, he, was, the best. he was the best and the worst. Honestly, in his, okay, Wolfie, I don't know. Was it a Bronco? What did he have? What was his vehicle? I have no idea. The closest thing I could like compare it to is like a tracker, but I know it wasn't even that. No, probably not. But he like, he was so much fun and I like literally we all had so much fun together and he he would like uh, oh anyway but like freshman year with them was was just so much fun and yep. you know Colleen was there throughout the whole thing and even if it didn't have 24 down like stuff with it it was she's just fun she's a fun girl and I love it and she's such an amazing mom now it's just beautiful to see her but for sure well um colleen's last question and i guess both of you can answer this if you want it's a question she asks everybody that comes on this podcast and it's when are you getting the 24 down tattoo <gasps> i mean i would get it tomorrow because you know how i love tattoos she loves tattoos she I wants mean, me to get full sleeves so maybe just 24 down full sleeve 24 downs i that like, you yeah 24, 24, 24, 24, 24, 24, no arms, man, you know, <laughs> PR, you know, whatever, and like all the way down. Just it's ironic getting no arms, man, on your arm. Yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> Actually, that would be pretty sick. <laughs> that would be fun. I get him right here. But right yes, I mean, so I think that we should 100% find a middle ground. I mean, hat, you're not included in this because you're 
so far away, but I mean, find a middle ground and we should all just line up and it's like one right after another. We'll all just get 24 down. I have a tattoo from my old high school band that I was in and it's a circle and in the middle of the circle is empty. So I guess I could put a 24 down inside there on my shoulder. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's like, it's prime real estate. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So that would be fun. I like it. Okay, so that's that's Colleen's question. So I, I think uh, I think Wolfie's going to take over again here with some more questions. Yeah. So I've got some more questions, and these ones come from this guy named Carl Wolf. Yeah. If you remember, or met him. Nice. We like so. That. You know. No. <laughs> I, I can't do that. <laughs> you can't. Sorry. <laughs> I love how Matt said that I started that, and it was totally you. So. Oh yeah, it was. I knew that. I was completely you. Whatever. It's fair. It's fine. Okay, good. I'm we are part. We are all part of it. But yeah. And he said that I, know, I, I, I know. say it all the time. I'm like, dude, like I did not say it all the time. But whatever. All right, fine. We'll let him have it. We'll let him have that. Yeah. So I, we pretty much covered this question. Um, which I was going to ask, when did you two stop being friends and start being something more? Um, but I think we, we pretty heavily laid the ground for that one. So um, I'll ask you this, which I know there's been variations of this. So I'm going to add in mine. What's your favorite Wolfie memory? That's a hard one. Wolfie, you were just such a good part of my whole College you think about it and I will just talk about all of my like, favorite things. <laughs> just I, shut I, up. I loved okay, just to pull in like Aaron and you and Michael and myself, and you might not remember it, but do you remember when we all were in Aaron's Jeep Liberty and we were watching was it Star Wars? Yeah, it was, it was Star of the Wars. Set. But like my favorite Wolfie mm. memory. And Meg, I love you so much. And baby girl, more than the moon. But I like whenever Erin would walk in from a makeout session and she would like talk to me about it or whatever. And you know what? I just loved all the, I mean, there's not any memory of you, Wolfie. I have no bad memories, like none. That's your favorite? That's my favorite, your favorite? No, I'm oh sorry. Gosh, don't let Meg or or Abby talk about it. Like, don't let them listen. But no, I. That's awful. Oh, there's just a bazillion. There's just a a billion. I mean, I could say the same thing for Hat. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. not one one memory. It's it's four years of memories. Right. My my favorite memory of Wolfie is. The fact that that I don't even know the moment when I met Wolfie, but I know that I knew him all the time. Well, like, that's good. Like, like every every mo- moment was so poignant that I knew you like we were friends all the time. Um, and I say, whatever I say, Wolfie, like you're asking the question, but like I say, like, um, I knew Wolfie, like, as if we knew each other all the time, we were old friends right from the 
point where we met and that's why I don't even remember how we met. And, um, and there's other people that I do remember exactly how we met and Raquel and I will contest how we met, but, um, and where it happened, but like, um, but for you, it's like, I, you know, like it's, it's like, we've always been friends. Right. You know? I, I don't even know how to, uh, point like out one moment, um, because they've always been so, so integrated. Yeah. Like with, like, with foundations of kind of who I thought I was, you know, like, it's really weird, like to describe, like, even, even to put in words right now, like it's such a, it's such a, it's such a foundational question, really. And I don't even really know what to say, like for like, what's my favorite moment. I, I really don't know because like, it's like, you're like a brother that I've always had, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't. I feel the same way, man. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I, I feel like I do remember pretty well, actually, like meeting <clears throat> Raquel and Matt Baldwin for like the first time. Cause I think it was out, yeah. outside like the back porch, but like, I don't remember meeting you for the first time because like it just like it's just like our friendship like just like naturally like was just always there yeah I don't know, it was weird it's so yeah, true I totally agree it's so true and I think that that's what like you know the time passes us I mean we're like what 15 years has it been 15 yeah we're old yeah, yeah, we're old. No, not I mean, I'm bracing 34, and and we're just 34, yeah, and embracing it. But you know, you know, it's it's amazing how you just, I don't know, like these people, like they they, they come in your life, but yet there are these like full out like cheerleaders that you know who are like fully like praying and like roaring for you in the spirit, like to do good and to do well, mm-hmm. you know, that's the connection that we feel like with, you know, a bunch of the 24 down boys and, you know, a bunch of the people from college is that we literally roar in the spirit for you guys. And, you know, just that, you know, God is meeting our needs and, and beyond that he's meeting our wants. And, you know, we, we see that and we want that for everyone. And because there's such a tie to this, to this amazing, you know, I'm going to say a building, but, you know, to this, to this group that we have just formed in a sense Mm -hmm. where we just want so much goodness for everyone. And, you know, that's the thing is it's like, there's not one memory. And what's beautiful about what Michael had said is just that it's just like this year long of like not knowing where it was, but it lasted four years and 15 years or whatever it was. And that you're just like, oh, that's my friend. And, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, you know, I know him, <laughs> you know, type it's thing. It's really funny to me <laughs> that you and I have, both the same memory of each other, you know, like we're like, oh, we were just like always, friends, yeah, man, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> but that's really it's, it's wild, yeah. I mean, I just remember like before, like, even like when, like, so like this podcast started, and we're talking about like people bring on and like the groups and stuff, and like, I think Hat and I were talking about Raquel, and I was like, oh, shit, like Raquel married somebody that lived on 24 Down. 
Michael lived on 24 down, man. And I was like, I remember like just showing up and like, just like you would be holed up in your room or whatever. And I would just come and like sit in there and hang out with you. And like, we'd just listen to music or play video games or just relax or talk or like whatever. And it was like that. I ironically was like my first memories of 24 down. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. man. It was good. So uh, my next question is kind of in a staple for the podcast. So if you were going to have a building at Valley Forge named after you, what building would you pick? You go first. I mean, you could share the building too, if you want, but you could each have your own. No, you pick your own building. Um... I mean, let's just like, let's just change up the mail room and I, and it could just be the Raquel room. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Raquel room. <laughs> the hangout yeah, area for all the degenerates. You know what? Yeah, I, I really don't know what it would be. Because open dorm only happens so often. Let's hang out in the mail room. Stop. <laughs> it's the Raquel room. In the Raquel room. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds so bad. Isn't that where Mike put it and that's how you got pregnant? Yes. You put it in the Raquel room? No, it was in room 117 and 24 down. No, we don't Uh, know what happened, honestly, because he was away. I was away. Maybe. He was was away. Maybe not. And, you know, it's amazing. It would take a lot. Let's just bring him back real quick. Yeah, go lay down. No, so I'll pick. Um, a, I'll pick a favorite place that I would want named her. It would absolutely have to tie into how I interacted with Valley Forge and the way that the way that I viewed it and how I was, and it would absolutely have to be the bunkers underneath the whole freaking facility. It would be the Wilson bunkers. And nice. That would be. Uh, that would be me for sure. Oh, that's pretty sweet. I love it. Fabled bunkers. <laughs> so the Raquel room and the Wilson bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that I you know that's a real regret. I wish I didn't just go under there because like it's like I wasn't coming back anyway. It's like I should have just went in those freaking bunkers. So you never went down there. Uh-uh. Did you guys? I know. Uh, there was like kind of like there was like to do it. They were all under the buildings, but on the back of campus was where like they had demolished buildings, and so it was like exposed back there. So like I remember like going kind of into one back there, but never actually like directly under any of like the buildings that people lived in. But Hat, you said you did those demolished buildings. Where? Like near that weird old chapel, like those those old buildings, are like very- way on the back of campus, like back where like the softball fields and like playgrounds. Oh, 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 way back. Yeah. Okay, so there was entrances back there. Yeah. They- oh yeah, it was the whole the whole freaking campus, like the whole thing had had tunnels. Yeah, we so um, there was at one point that we went. Through 24 down, we went into the tunnel there and we uh, went under what would be the RA room. Like we were underneath that and and came back 
came back up on 23. So like we went from 24 to 23 underground. And then there was another time that we went from 24 or no, we went from the cafeteria. Like, you remember that long hallway by the back porch? Yeah. We went from, yeah, there was a trap door right there. Yes. And we went from there to 24 down. No. Yeah. Like they, they all connected and there yeah. were, there were parts of it that were like still like relatively okay. And then there were parts that were just like, this is not safe, but <laughs> we're college kids. So like, whatever, who cares? You know? Yeah. They, yeah. We're still on our parents' insurance plan. It's fine. Right. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, the, the one by the, what is that? With the back porch, the, that trap door that was by the back porch, that one was always so enticing for me. Like I'm the person like, yeah by a fire alarm and like has to hold my hand back from like pulling it like that was like that tempted me every single time i looked at that freaking trap door so wherever there was tunnels so like here's a great example like four and was it wells or shelton in the mail room that all had the walkway there yeah wherever there was tunnels underground there actually used to be hallways above ground above yes. those same tunnels so anywhere there was like a major walkway there was a tunnel actually right underneath that yeah do you guys remember um <clears throat> where the chapel um and then admin building there was like that weird like where they like cut it off and like you could see where like they actually connected like at one oh, point yeah yard mm-hmm. so when my parents went to valley forge actually underneath that was the actual library so that was connected at one point and when they went that was the library but the school had so little money that the library had the books but they didn't have enough money to buy desks and at one point during world war ii when this was an army base valley forge army base that was the morgue and the uh desks that they had were the morgue tables still in the 80s when they went there from World War Two. That's crazy. Wow. All right, but anyway. We thought we had a bad. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, no air conditioning is bad. Yes. Yeah, but we didn't have to like study where people like had their dead yeah. bodies and stuff. So. But like, there's dead bodies we, on those things we, where we, they were studying like. We, and they didn't have, and they probably didn't have air conditioning either. So. No, they didn't. Damn they just it. had old people smell, like dead people smell. Yeah. Anyway, to keep them cool. <laughs> the cold spirits. So, my last question is Can we hang out soon? Yes. Because you guys aren't far. Wolfie. We suck. Honest to God, we literally, I just said to Michael, because we went to, it was the Blue Mountains, but it was Newville. New, do you know yeah. We were just there with our young adults group and we drove through Mechanicsburg. And I was like, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take a picture. You know, I'm old. Oh, my goodness. And I said, Michael, we should just like say that we're going to be late and we'll just like ask if they can like hit us for dinner or whatever. And we didn't because, you know, we're we're kind of responsible at making time management stuff. But anyway, right. so we, um, 
but honestly, you're not far. And yeah, yes, really. no, we're not. not. And you know, it's just, I mean, Wolfie, you will love my kids. We have a guest room now. So like, there's really no. We recently, you know, in February, we bought a house, five bedrooms. So wow. you can come stay with us. You and Meg and our little baby girl. And I have a pack and play so she can come sleep and be comfortable. And, we'll uh, uh, we'll make it happen. I mean, I, I love the fact, too, that it's been happening. There's a ton of us in Pennsylvania. Yes. And I think Michael and Andrew were even talking about it a little bit. But, like, I know, like, and I it has eaten away from me for years. And I, I feel so bad about it because I know, like, I knew you guys were in Lancaster and it's just like, Oh, well to get down to Lancaster and like, it's not far. And well, we had four kids in, you know, what? Six years, like three years. Oh, six years. <laughs> it, it was, it was a lot. I mean, honestly, yeah. we, we have changed so much in, <laughs> in that course where it made it easy to hang out with people, but yet extremely hard. And yeah, I totally get it. But, you know, honestly, I'm so excited. Like, I'm so happy. And, you know, I think that uh, it just has to happen. It's, I mean, it's been it's really just, crazy. Yeah. Just like all reconnecting like 24 down and then even like, like creating like a Mayflower, like chat or, yeah. like, oh, you know, like, and just talking about like, you know, whatever music that we're into and stuff like that. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, we were really tight knit like at one point in time and it's like right. it's really crazy and even like um but like hold on real quick how much do the twins literally look like nicholas cage <laughs> did you ever see did you ever see the picture from new york no so there's a picture um this was you put a sweatshirt on are you cold no i went out to have a cigarette oh. um Darn it, I stopped smoking. <laughs> so there's there's a picture there's a picture from um, this was after Valley Forge and this is when I was living in Pennsylvania with Gene and Gene and Francis and I went to New York for my birthday. And we like we didn't know what we were doing in New York. We literally were like let's just go to New York. We had no plan at all. So we just kind of walked around the city and did some stuff for a few hours. So we come we come upon this uh, wax museum where it's got like all like celebrities in wax form and there's a picture of Nicolas Cage. And so I was like, you guys have to stand next to him. And I took a picture and it's like, Stop yeah, it. Francis and Jean's long lost dad here, like in New York city. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Honestly, he could be, they're, they're like triplets. I, I honestly always thought, no offense at all that they looked like like Nicolas Cage and Marilyn Manson's like love child oh, yeah, <laughs> that's no. what they kind of looked like to me I could see that I I, I could Marilyn Manson <laughs> though like it's got that long face you know it's like long slender like face and whatever and like I'm like but oh my gosh music. like those mix like together it's like like spot on like it's them you know I mean, but Marilyn Manson's music, you can't, you can't, like, not be impressed by his music. Not so much, it's terrible. <laughs> no, it's not. He's nothing without Trent Reznor. Like, you don't listen to music, 
Raquel? I mean, I you don't. don't. We, no one trusts your musical. <laughs> Raquel, Raquel is a closet Marilyn Manson fan. All right. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, if you never listen to music and you had to pick like one thing to listen to, you're going to go with Marilyn Manson. Yes. No, I'm going <laughs> to go with Evanescence. Ev, ev, what? <laughs> she doesn't even know how to say it. Evanescence. Evanescence. <laughs> that is Evanescence. My- <laughs> that's my soul right there it's so dark but it's so beautiful at the same time it's like flowers coming out from the dead right? it's probably better that you don't listen to music it, please it, don't it, I just mean, honest stop. to god oh, like it's it really getting is. bad now it, it's better it's you're gonna better. have to edit this at <laughs> it all just all right so we got we got um we got a few more questions uh to go here so uh, this question is from Michael or for Michael from Buddha. And uh, he, he said, um, cause he, he, you know, he is pretty sure you guys came in the same year, which you guys did, but he wants to know how the heck is Gary. Um, he was one intimidating dude. Looked like a Marine that had a drinking problem at 18. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> his dad, his dad, elder of like the Hopewell network, which is an amazing like network. His dad is the exact same flipping way. And Gary is the most intimidating. He was on my start team. I'll just add on. And he scared the living life out of me as this like rainbows and butterflies girl coming in. And he scared me. But I will add on two babies in Gary. Yeah, Gary is awesome. Gary is doing great. And uh, and man, I love that guy. Um, he was after college. Um, so he left, he was only there for one semester and then I got a new roommate and then I was out and then we, so we were both like college dropouts or whatever. And like that summer we became like absolute best friends. Um, more than we even were like, we were acquaintances before, like we grew up in the same town, like we knew who each other were. And I kind of think that made for like good roommates, like you didn't step over each other, like you were just friends enough, you know, not like best friends where like you're going to have a fight and a falling out or, you know, you just know each other enough that you're not going to um, step on each other's toes too much and, um, and really work through some stuff. Uh, for being immature, you know, freshman, and, um, and yeah, we just really became really best friends, um, for that next summer, and for, like, a little while after that, uh, so he went off and did, like, another, uh, he went back to school, um, he graduated. He's doing awesome. He's in a ministry right now where he is a college so he, him and his wife go to colleges and they are like the young adults leaders, but yet they yeah. like are at a specific college. And, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, we totally support them, like monetary and everything. Like we support them because, you know, they, they're doing really great work and, you know, Gary's awesome and he's so stinking intimidating, but he is soft at heart. And he, but you know what? My favorite memory of Gary is that he had come to our church at the time and he's such an artist. Like he has such a gifting in like, and honestly, like the 
and painting and just art in general. And he, he's so prophetic in, <clears throat> excuse me, in his artwork where he like, he does this whole like thing with art and painting and, you know, whatever pencils. And he's really amazing with like pencils. We, we did a thing a little while where like we were doing a really long, arts. yeah, it was called worship with the arts. And we did a really long worship set where it was basically like, you know, two to three hours of just music. And we would have artists there on site. And Gary was one of them um, where like, we'd usually have two or three and they would be painting or drawing something while the prophetic mm -hmm. music was going on at the same time. And Gary was amazing at doing that. And that's like, obviously after, you know, we, we'd been through college and, and whatever, and we're, 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 we're wherever we are at that point in our lives. But, um, but yeah, now he's, um, now he's married and he's doing a college campus thing and, uh, and it's awesome. Awesome work that he's doing. I love that guy. So. I loved Gary. I always just thought he looked like an angry Muppet. He put on like a thing where like, so like when we were in youth group together, like he, he was a guy that like wore really, really tight t-shirts and UFO pants <laughs> um, and listen to like five finger death punch you know yeah. like that kind of guy like or like finger 11 and like like he was known like his his thing was like his nickname was scary gary like <laughs> and and it kind of fits like he carried that into college a little bit where like he was like okay a lot of it he saw like what i think all of us saw in valley forge like mm -hmm. way sooner than probably all of us saw it and was like, okay, I'm friends with Michael, but I hate literally everything about this place. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to stay here for very long and I'm just going to push literally everybody away by right. like scary Gary, you know, um, facade. facade that I can put on. Thank you. Um, that I can put on and just like push everybody away because I don't need any of you and that's just scary. So, and and he is one of the most loving persons that I've ever met in my life. Right, like, I love that guy. And uh, he is, and he's such I, a good dad. He's, oh, he's yeah. yeah. I mean, and he came to our, he was at our house recently, and I mean, within the last year and a half, and I would have to say is like him and his wife like they have such a beautiful relationship where oh, so perfect they're for each so other. united and you know their baby is just so loved and you know he's just he is like so scary but yet <laughs> where gary is like so hard you know sees. like and you can like see that and it's like even like when he's not facade like gary he's a hard guy he's intense you know? and then yeah. like his wife is so soft and so earthy and so like uh, they just so perfectly mix with each other and wow. then they have, like this awesome beautiful baby and it's like uh, it's, now. Yeah. yeah and now he's like what three or four years old they're their first they have two now but anyway yeah they're, they're awesome that's good they're, awesome. they're doing great yes. so buddha yeah. yes they he is He's scary Gary, but yet he is just like not soft. anymore. He's he's, he's lost that this big soft time. man who is just loves the Lord. He loves and the Lord loves his so, family and so much. 
Like he, and he always has. And that's what's so inspiring about Gary is that he, he never fell short of the Lord's calling upon him. Like he knew what he was like called to do. And he's, he kept seeking that in every aspect. And he went from one aspect to the next aspect to the next. And he just kept going until he finally found where exactly he was called to. And yeah, he's he's an inspiring person in that where like, it's like, it's almost kind of like, oh, and I don't mean it like in a bad way, but like the Forrest Gump thing where it's like, you're the same person. Like, no matter what situation you're in, like you are the same, but you are who you are. Like Gary Christman is who he is, no matter what situation he's put in, mm-hmm. he's just going to be that. He's just, he can't be anything other than Gary Christman, just like Forrest Gump, you know, like he can't be anything other than Forrest Gump, like yeah. whatever, like he's in war, he's in racial tension. He's like, he can't be anything other than who he is, yeah. you know? And it's like- it's a good thing to be. It's a good thing exactly. to be because he's yes. a good person and it's it's great, you know? Yeah. So, and that's what I mean by that. Like, he's yeah. just... If he was a terrible person, it would be a terrible it thing would be to be. Bad. Right? Yeah, a it good person, so it's a good thing to be. Right. Yes, yes that's exactly That's right. good. That's good. So, these next questions are from Matt Baldwin. Oh, Lord. How long have we been talking? Jesus, I feel like everybody's going to be, like, done. Sorry. No, we're good. We're good. Sorry. It's gonna be a two-parter. I knew this was gonna be long. Don't, hey, don't don't apologize. And listen, we're we're pretty close. I think there's uh, three more people that have questions, so we're, mm-hmm. we're we're close. But literally, don't don't feel bad. Josh, but are you? We are almost done with questions, and there's and there's there's two of you answering them. This is the first yeah. podcast that we've had two people with responses for sure. All right. All right. It's going to be too far, no matter what. I know? mean, if you just want to skip Matt Baldwin's questions, I'll let him know, you know, whatever. No. Hey, I'm going to skip your questions. That's fine. No. <laughs> All right. So, Baldy's questions, um, they're actually just for Mike. So, sorry, Raquel. He says, Mike, what was the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back when you decided to leave Valley Forge? Which we touched on a little bit, but if you want to elaborate a little bit more. For real, what happened to me was um, I actually didn't fill out FAFSA forms like soon enough. So I actually didn't get <laughs> funding to come back to Valley Forge. So it wasn't even like a like philosophical thing where I'm like, oh, F that place. It was like I couldn't come back unless I came up with $16,000 in like three months. And Which, by the way, do you remember in, in freshman year when they did, and maybe they did it throughout the our year, but I skipped chapel or maybe, I don't know, but he won free housing. It was like $500, but yes, I won free housing. He yeah, won. free housing because he lived in 24 down. Like, <laughs> here's a free, here's your free cardboard box. <laughs> Donnie, Donnie Myers is like pick all the people that live in the cheap housing. Like, so like Give all the people in the all, all the people in the cheap housing like went into the free housing for a year thing, and so they pull my name. I wasn't at Chapel because, by the way, uh, I had a fake job, um, 
And I also was the Jason Bourne, sorry, uh, Josh, like you were not as good as me, like of <laughs> skipping chapel. Like Shoot. I was absolutely like the master of all masters of skipping chapel. Yet nobody, I mean, nobody wanted to tell me because my favorite man, pastor right now brian coles caught me stinking skipping chapel one time one time and i skipped chapel and brian coles caught me i don't understand how people weren't able to skip with brian like people always had that like fear of brian but like i'm gonna i'm gonna say it flat out right now i lied I lied more to Brian's face than anybody else. And he believed me every single time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Brian, I just forgot my Bible uh, back at my dorm. I'm gonna go grab it. Oh, okay, cool. Never saw him again. Or whatever. <laughs> I, like my, my shtick was I had a fake job. So that got me out of like, whatever. There's like three days. Three. Like, it's, yeah. Three, three, three days. Right. So like I had what, like six chapels or nine chapels that I had to go to. Plus you get whatever skips. So I only had like six chapels total that I had to go to. Right. Yep. So my shtick was this. So anybody listening to this and maybe a future Valley Forge, like whatever person was, I would go in early, like George Costanza style. Like I had my Bible and my notebook and I go in and be like, Hey guys, like I just need to be in here early. And I'd be like, yo, like pretending to pray and as soon as the line got really big, I'd be like, yo, I got to use the bathroom. And you know, those bathrooms are like right outside, like the doors. Yeah. And I'd grab my notebook and my Bible and I'd go to the bathroom. And as soon as the line piled up, I'd be like, and I'd Jason <laughs> out of that freaking line. And I already scanned. I already got in. It counted for the day. And I was out of there. So it was like, nobody works harder to get out of work than me. Like, like <laughs> no, which is so ridiculous. Because oh, it's absolutely Respect it. Nope, I respect it. Okay, I'm going to just say this with Josh, like your whole thing with Brian Coles. I would agree with that. Brian Coles heard a lot of lies. And I was one of those students who I had lied to him. And I was like, oh, I don't feel good. I have diarrhea. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Damn, yeah. girls have periods. Like, we... Us guys, we missed out. Like, I could never just be like, "Hey, Brian, I'm, I'm just, Aunt Flo's in town, <laughs> and I need to go back to my room." I gotta go, go get this. Like, if you were a dude, no. you had to have an art to it, like for real. Like, you had to be like yeah, freaking you know, good like, at it. And I was like, there's no one that was better at me. Like, guys don't know that stuff, Raquel. We would believe it anytime you would tell us. We wouldn't want to chance it. We'd be like, well, maybe they lied the last like, few times, and this time it's real. So first thing ever, like, but no. Like, Oh, it only lasts like a week, and it'd be like next week, and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's the worst ever." (laughs) Okay, honest to God, like, what's going on with you? One time, one time, I tried, and he caught me, and he was like, "Raquel, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Nothing. I'm going to chapel." And I like turned around and went back into stinking chapel, (laughs) and that is where. She's probably going to meet one of her dumb boyfriends. All of, yeah. All of this <laughs> to say is that, is that not everybody can skip chapel. It's, I, mean, it's, I wasn't very good at it. No, I think I might have done it once, maybe twice. Wolfie, you know why it was? Because we're awesome. Like, well, awesome. you know what? Here is the thing. Chapel was so boring 
and we didn't let it get that boring. We screwed around so much in chapel that sometimes it was okay. It was. To go to chapel. It was Yo, just like one of, more thing. Speaking of screwing around in chapel, like my first week there. So I talk about I like soccer. I gave And he was like, oh, I'm going to marry that girl. No. Like legit. <laughs> I don't think that's a story. <laughs> no, legit. I pulled out a... We're doing like some jujitsu over here. Like, listen, no, I don't remember that at all. No, I do remember you, you have a candy you in your pocket, like all the time, like an old woman, like your grandma. Like, what is going on in that purse? Like, you have like lozenges, like Werther's Originals. Like, nobody eats those candies anymore. They stopped making them <laughs> in 1920. Like, but like, I remember being in chapel. So this is my first week. Like of school, this is another memory. Oh, this is like Jesus. We're I wasn't going even thinking like about this. Way far. All right, hurry no, up so like, that these people don't have to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the point of a podcast. Like people listen to you. Yeah, it's like it's good. Like my first week there, I remember making friends with Wolfie, making friends with Baldwin, and we had like a whole group of friends or whatever. And I remember being so on the outs like within the first week of being there because I didn't come from an Assemblies of God church. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a real feel. Like I really felt like I was on the outside because I didn't come from that background. And then we're going to go into a whole spiel now. No, we're not. Or you can, but I'm not. But like we went like <laughs> there was one chapel where, yeah, we were making it fun. We were joking like the chapel's probably stupid. Like, you know, it was mm-hmm. and we walked out and one of the RDs like grabbed me on the way out and was like, hey, I want to talk to you for a minute. And I was like, oh, okay, what the, what's up? And like all you guys got to like go free. You know, it's like Matt Bowden, Wolfie, you know, like like um John I don't know, John Rojinski or whatever, and like the there's a couple girls and like stuff like that. There's like a whole like crew of us that mm-hmm. were all hanging out together in the beginning of like the first like couple weeks. And um, he pulls me, he's like, I noticed you and your friends were talking, but you were talking the most, so I'm gonna go ahead and dock you for this chapel, you know. And I'm like, because you were talking the most. I was like, okay, so are you okay with that? He asked me, and I said. No, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. (laughs) If you were, if you know that all my friends were talking, so you're either going to dock them or you're not going to dock me. I was like, because I don't play that kind of game. Like, this is like first week. And I was Mm -hmm. like, or you were watching me the whole time, which means you weren't doing chapel the way you should have been doing it. So you should be docked to chapel. And I was like, you're an RD. So, you know what? Shove it up your butt, you know? And I think his name was Rick. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Who I remember was that? not liking Rick, him Rick like Hill. ever forever. I don't remember his last name. He was the guy that gave me shit for driving around on campus with people with towels on their heads and screwing around. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a nickname for him and it rhymed with Rick. But Rick the you know, and um Prick. Rick the Prick. Let's yeah. That. Or the dick. Or the I'll dick. say it. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. And uh, Who had- at that time, I'm reformed now, so I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Oh, I have to share this. This is the one Wait, memory man, I have. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say, the one memory I have of like how we made chapels fun because of how boring they were. 
I don't know how true it was. And I don't know where I heard it or why I shared it with people, but I told a ton of people that I heard that amazing grace. So the, the melody and the tune of amazing grace was based off of like an old 16th century song about masturbation. <laughs> and sure as shit, like that week I told all these people that and that week they played it in chapel and they like they got like three notes into it and i just see like a dozen heads just all turn to look at me <laughs> and i just lost it like yeah i mean honestly I mean, uh, like that was the shenanigans that made chapel bearable okay honestly like michael disagrees with me but like wouldn't you like to go back to valley forge as a 34 year old <laughs> like as a 34 year old and just be like i don't know well one i would i would do my classes differently but two (laughs) i mean that you could change chapel so much (laughs) and it would be amazing i mean honestly it would just be sudden no I, I hated it so much. Yeah, <laughs> I, really I would don't. go back as like a thirty-four-year-old for a day. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I wouldn't go back for. Can we anything. all go back to together for one day? Yeah, let's all come over here and and smoke some meat and have an awesome cookout. But <laughs> please, no, and then go back to Valley Forge. No, I don't want to go back there. I go to Valley Forge National Park, but I don't want to go back. To there you go. going there next week so bounty's next question um or his second question is michael he gave you a pair of soccer shorts or no you gave him a pair of soccer shorts that he had had for like 10 years and he wants to know what color they were they were blue blue what damn blue with white stripes stripes because i took them eventually no i I have no idea i really don't know (laughs) I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I don't, Raquel sounded pretty, pretty sure of herself. Yeah, you guys. Can no, I know me. that I had a blue Adidas hat at one point in time that I have actually a picture of that I'm pretty sure that you, Wolfie, stole from me, but no one will cop to it. So I don't have it. But I, I, I did steal clothes all the time. I have, I have D shat like a ton of D shats clothes that I still wear. So. <laughs> Which you should. No, it, I had it for like a hot minute, and there's one picture of me and Gary, and I'm wearing this Adidas hat with my full quaff of hair, and um, and uh, and that's the only time that I ever wore that hat, and it was gone after that. <laughs> Sorry, don't have it. I'm sure that you do. Um, all right, so the this next set of questions here is from Tom Rizzo, Aww. and he he's got he's got one for each of you. Uh, there. I think they're relatively quick questions. So, um, okay. The one for Raquel, um, he says, do you still have a peaked interest towards Italian, Italian and mafia stuff? I feel like I remember you talking about it at Valley Forge. Yes. I love the mafia. Oh, Josh, darn it, you. You're going to make me like crave a cigarette. Don't right. do it. Don't do it. Sorry. Continue. I mafia. Mean, I- I can't, but I mean, I might vape later on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. <But anyway. laughs> um, 
I love, I mean, honest to God, I love the mafia like so much. I mean, I love the Italian mafia. I love the Irish mafia. I love it all. And I 100% feel like I'm part of it. And I would shoot somebody <laughs> for, for my 24 down boys, but, and for my children, I, I like, I'm crazy a little bit. Like I'm a little bit crazy. She scares where, me. Where you look scared. Yeah, I'm scary. Where like people would not want to mess with me. But no, yes, I am 100% like I, I know that like, they all love me. Like the mafia is just like, oh, that's Raquel. That's Raquel Childers. But also, and this is not a plug. Oh, dear Jesus, not at all. But like my uncle is the machine gun preacher. And, you know, look his movie up. And that is my uncle. And I just have this thing for guns and like. A pension for violence. Yeah. I, I just love Which is it all. It's really weird. It's very. It is. It's contradicting to her normal person. I mean, I'm like a fan. Like, I love mafia stuff. Like, I, I love the movies. I've read several books. Like, I find it fascinating, like organized crime. But I've never been just like, I love the mafia. No, honestly. <laughs> no. honestly like, I love reading about the mafia, but not, I love the mafia. No, if Raquel I, I could do. insert herself into a movie, it would be The Departed. Like, yes, it's a good movie. movie. Like, it's a good movie. I mean, yeah. there's no, uh, there's just no better. Like, and there's so many times I mean, where honestly. like my movie taste and her movie taste does not line up at all. But it would be like, yo, I uh, uh, recorded The Godfather like part one and two off of we had HBO for the weekend for a preview. <laughs> Free preview, and she'd be like, "Let's watch it." You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's the truth. I don't know what it is. I mean, I honestly, I love it all. I love every part of it. I love the mafia. I love the brotherhood, and just the, the protection that the women get, and all of it. I mean, I just love it. It's my favorite. I mean, the mafia always refers to himself as a family. Exactly. Kind of like the 24 down family. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, why can't we be the 24 down mafia? There you go. Well, because well, we're because we're good people with, and we you know, we just I mean, do shen shenanigans, not organized crime. But I could bring a gun. Well, <laughs> probably, <laughs> Raquel, Raquel. You just okay. You just you just be like the, uh, you just be like uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, like Karen Knightley, like where she like has to like get all the guns like off of her body before like they go into like the, the like shanghai area <laughs> well I work. Yeah. i'll say this uh raquel you you just gave me uh an idea for a upcoming shirt for our store frontier the, the 24 down mod yes. <laughs> i was hoping we get a shirt out of this <laughs> no um, like the raquel shirt it's like just full of guns <laughs> Uh, and, and like rainbows, rainbows and hearts and guns. <laughs> That's all awesome. right. Anyway. That would be perfect. All right. So I want to say props to Rizzo. Like, for... I'm gonna... Rizzo, let me just say, like, no, also, let me just hold on. <laughs> hold on. Stop it. Stop. Stop it now. Okay. I won. Um, <laughs> he. Rizzo is such an amazing person where like Pat and Rizzo when 
ex-boyfriend left everything on my doorstep. Like it was humiliating and just horrible. Um, I remember taking literally everything, like the comforter, the shoes, the books, the whatever, everything that like literally was left on my doorstep because we had broken up and I brought it over to 24 down and to, you know, Hat and Rizzo's room. And I was like, here, what do you want? And Rizzo like took, <laughs> took the shoes and I was like, and it was just this amazing moment where I was like, finally, those shoes are going to walk into like such amazing things. And you know what? Tom Rizzo, he's just, oh, I don't know. He's just, he's just good. He's, he's just like, a good person. He's like, that's no. where I was going to interrupt. Yeah. Like where he's a person where I, uh, going back into, um, <laughs> like 24 down where like, I wish that I uh, walked down the end of the hall like a little bit more or like where I say like hat, like I, I didn't even know that you came in like a year after. I just assumed you were there the whole time because I never walked down that end of the hallway um, where like Tom Rizzo is a person that I wish that I, I knew before because I think that we would have been great friends. And um, sure. like just hearing that story from Raquel, even, even in that time, like, I was like, oh, I love that guy, you know? And, uh, like, because I always hated the the other guy. <laughs> like, from the get-go, like, I was like, yo, he's, like, awful. Like, you should break up with him. <laughs> and all of, Trying I mean, to plant that seed, like, for years, it felt like. And, um, and, yeah, but anyway, just, like, that, that individual story of, like, the stuff being divvied up, I was like... Oh yeah, like that. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, his his last question here is for you, Michael, and I, I think you'll enjoy this one too. Um, he says, uh, if I remember correctly, we, we went to see your band play one time, and I don't know why I'm remembering the band Tool was involved some way, but do you still play music, which you kind of answered earlier? And and here's his here's his question to that. He wants you just to name your top three favorite bands. Oh man! Well, it's just all tool. Like My top favorite bands: Perfect Circle, <laughs> Tool, a Perfect Circle, and then probably Tool again, Rage again. No, Bethel, Bethel no. Music, and Hillsong, and Hillsong, and, and I love this. It's like it's a dichotomy <laughs> of my music life. It's I love like, the, the contrast. No, yeah, I've really, I've really grown to love Rush. So, like, it would probably be Tool. Perfect circle and That's rush. Fair. That makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, especially for like the bass stuff. Like, no, oh my gosh, Getty Lee just, is just so just, amazing. The music is just beautiful. I mean, Toll is honestly like as much as I oh, don't man, love music, album. it's like it honestly like just the musical. I mean, without the words and the lyrics and everything. I mean, just the music in general is just gorgeous and. They can make such a sound so yeah well, it's just like I mean, a three-person band it. really like musically it's like it's amazing what they do even the last album that they just came out with which is their pretty much the last album they were going to do uh fear mm -hmm. not it's like it's amazing you know yeah. uh musically so it's a masterpiece awesome i think wolfie's got uh one yeah. last question so so this, this is the last question uh it's a good one. It comes kind of from somebody that you might not have been expecting. 
So. Connie Meyer, please. No, fuck that. No, sorry, not in, not invited. Uh, no, this question comes from an Aaron Murray uh, from Indiana. <laughs> so. So I still connect with her on Instagram from time to time. So she wants to know, what is your first memory of each other? Of, of, of us? Like, yes. Uh, yeah. Raquel. Yep. So okay. Michael, your first memory of Raquel. Raquel, your first memory of Michael. Perfect. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, my first memory is that we met each other at uh, McLeod. Dr. McLeod's house. He had like an open house like kind of thing for freshmen to come and like meet each other mm. and it was like on campus like one of those like weird like on campus houses like on Coldstream road um like outside of like campus but just just like south of like st abel's you know stables yeah but we say st abel's so that we could go there um <laughs> like he lived there in that area and like we went yeah. that's where that's where i remember that we met and Aaron was like, hey, I know you. And I was like, whoa, that's super weird. Like, that's, you know, like freshman year is like when you're meeting a whole bunch of people, it's weird to begin with. But like for someone to like call you out and be like, I know who you are. And you're like, I don't know you at all. And I was on campus for like two weeks because of soccer. And she was living next door with her aunt and uncle, which was next door to my parents. And that's how she like knew who I was. And that's how actually Raquel and I met. But other than that, we probably would have probably never really met, met, like, if it wasn't for that. If it wasn't for Aaron Murray. Do you remember that, Raquel? She remembers it different. It's same kind of story, but Aaron different. Murray. I mean, honestly, she she's just... She's just... <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, it makes me emotional just thinking about her and just how amazing that she possibly could possibly be. I mean, honestly, I mean, Wolfie, she walked through the same thing that you did losing her dad and um, mm -hmm. she's just amazing. But anyway, no. So I remember meeting Michael at the... Is it Solomon's porch, the back porch? The back porch, yeah. Yeah, the ramp that would now view the um, the new academic building. So right. we met there, and you were there, Wolfie and Matt Baldwin, and we were there. And I remember Aaron saying, "I hey, I know you." And that's where Michael and I, like, we, we disagreed because I remember her and him having this conversation <laughs> before school started. I mean, and maybe they had it twice. Who knows? Yes. And, um, you know, so I remember that happening there at the back porch. And that's why all those Facebook memes and everything. And they're like, where would you marry your husband now if you, when you first met him? And I'm like, uh, the back porch because that's where we met the like no it's not solomon's porch what is it called it's just the, the back porch solomon's porch was over by damiani yes okay so, so that's really interesting i think that was a pivotal moment then for us because because maybe that's 
maybe I already knew Michael before that, but I clearly remember meeting you and Matt Baldwin, at least for the first time there on all sitting. The back porch had that long ramp with the rails and we were sitting out on the rails, just like introducing ourselves to each other. Yes. And you know who else was there was Al. Oh, it was Allison. She lived in Bongiorno. But anyway, so yes, I remember that specifically. And Aaron and I were walking up. But you know, Aaron and I were not supposed to be roommates. Like, I mean, God is just so good. And that is like, honestly, I feel like the whole thing. And I know that whatever, but um, he's just, God is so good at the little teeny tiny details where you know, you doubt, like doubt comes in Mm. and, you know, God is there to just be like, I was there. Oh, I was there. And he like throws in these like, yes, exactly. Like I took care of that. I was, you know, I was in the midst of that. And, you know, when I look back at Valley Forge and when we look back at Valley Forge, like we see that and you know i really feel that like (laughs) aaron murray is just like her and cole has her husband is just amazing and we love him and our children call her aunt aaron and uncle cole and you know they're part of our family and you know and honestly even when the whole covid crap happened like I was trying to figure out for like weeks what the heck happened. Like who sent us this package? And here was Aaron and, you know, Uncle Cole who had sent it. And, you know, they are just such amazing people. And we, you know, I'm just so grateful for Valley Forge. I mean, and now I'm going to get really even emotional because, you know, not only did I meet, you know, my very best friends, my first, my very first day of school, you know, Aaron, and, but she introduced me to my husband and, you know, it's just crazy how it goes and you never expect it. And, you know, I didn't see like going these ways and, you know, this way and that way. And, you know, but God, he's so new and he knew exactly what was perfect for us and for our family and what would uplift each other and how we would mess mesh with each other. And, you know, and who would withhold and withstand the trials of my life and then who would withstand and hold through the trials of his life. And, you know, just meshing together and building this relationship. And, you know, we, we both struggle and we both fall and we, we fall short of meeting the expectations of each other. And, um, but, you know, that's where the, the grace of God comes in. And I know I'm speaking to the choir, but it's honest to God. It's like, it's so amazing when it comes to, you know, this is what, my expectation is but then this is what god's expectation is and just fulfilling that and making sure that we are living Mm -hmm. life for that so um 
Erin Murray is just, anyway, she yeah. brings tears in general. I just, I can't even, she's my bestest and she knows me further than anybody. I yeah. mean, even deeper than Michael does. I don't know. So Erin, so Hat doesn't, I don't think knows Erin. I mean, yeah. she she came back and visited a few times. Um, yeah, no, I I know Aaron. I mean, okay, not well, but I know Aaron. Right, but I mean, she she went freshman year and then left. But I know she would one hundred percent be totally a part of twenty four down in the family. Are you uh, kidding? For sure. She yeah. is. She would have fit. Aaron is like the most. I uh, we can't even. <laughs> I'll just go on forever. It's a whole other podcast just talking about Aaron. All we did was like talk about ourselves, and it's like there's so many like silly stories, like from like you know, remember when we yo, it's only part one. This is only part one, yeah, right? No, like and like the getting in trouble for like yelling at like girls' soccer games and stuff like that. It's like yeah, I started that and I left and then like everybody else took it to a whole nother level and then I still got in trouble for it. (laughs) There's like, there's a whole, like, like all the things that like Michael got started and got in trouble for and like, (laughs) that's like a whole nother thing. Yeah. It's just awesome. Security guard drive-throughs and stuff like that. Well, that's what we were saying, and I—I I mean, I, I didn't remember that dude's name until like somebody I brought mean, him up recently. I mean, it's like legit late. It's almost one o'clock. Steve Anderson. But yeah, he, like, hung out with him all the time. Yeah. Like he, you guys used to drive around with him, and it was. Was he like insane. legit or like what? What was his deal? Like I still don't even know. I don't <laughs> He's like an enigma to me. It's a tale for another day. I don't anyway. even know if he's real or night, I guess. <laughs> Josh Hatmaker. Well, I, I, she closes out. Yeah, no, I, um, you know, I want to say like, like Wolfie was saying, like this is this is part one. Like I've told everybody, there's potential for part two, three, four, five, whatever it takes. So, um, I'm sure when this is all said and done, you guys are laying down tonight. You're gonna be like, oh man, like I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would have thought of this, you know. But there's yeah. the opportunity where we're gonna be able to do that down the road. Um, let me do a, a few really quick plugs when I'm done with that. I'm going to say something, uh, to each one of you, I'm gonna give Wolfie a chance to say something to each one of you guys, and then I'm gonna let you guys close it out. So, uh, real quick plugs, Twitter, if you're on Twitter, you want to follow us on Twitter, basically just kind of post the, uh, podcast when they are uploaded. Our Twitter handle is 24 down podcast. Um, if you want to email us for any reason, 24 down podcast at gmail.com. We've got Facebook pages. There's two of them. There's the 24 down podcast page, which is public. You can like it um, and follow any, any, you know, updates with that. There's a private Facebook group as well. Um, If you are not a part of that, reach out to somebody that, uh, you know, within the 24 down family, we will get you in there. It's private just so that we, um, we're not trying to be exclusive, but we only want people within the 24 down family and that family extends so um, just know that like you can get into that as well. All these podcasts now are up on YouTube, so you can check those out on YouTube as well. And then the last thing is the uh, Store Frontier uh, page. It's where you can get all the 24 Down related shirts. Uh, a lot of them have been going up this week. I'm going to keep pumping those out. Uh, my goal is to have at least a shirt, at least one shirt for everybody 
to be able to say, hey, I want the shirt. I want to wear the shirt. So when they wear it, they can think of all these uh, these things and, and it can relate yeah. uh, you know, all these good memories. So check that out, storefrontier.com slash 24 down. Um, with that, like, uh, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to just real quick, say uh, a few little quick things, let Wolfie say some stuff and then you guys can close us out. Um, first thing I want to say uh, to Michael is sometime in the future, I don't know when, uh, and we'll have to figure this out, but challenge accepted. We will go to Valley Forge during uh, when classes are going on during a chapel and we will have fake cards that we're going to scan in and like we're going to legit see who can scan and scram like in the most crazy way like challenge accepted so uh we'll just pretend we're students and we'll pretend we're going to scan in and then like who can whoever can um, most obnoxiously leave without getting caught wins <laughs> i love it yes. um so then uh the, the other thing i want to say like to uh to raquel so uh, I completely forgot about this until like as this podcast was going on and it, it made me think of it um, <clears throat> this whole this whole time we're all just sitting here we're all just talking and I don't know if you remember this or not but like one of my favorite favorite constant memories of Valley Forge not just 24 down in general Valley Forge was quite often like we would message each other whether it was like on AOL instant messenger or whatever it was back in the day and we'd be like, hey, like, I need to chat or, hey, I need to talk or whatever. And remember, we would go sit outside. There was a hallway leading to the cafeteria. Uh, I don't remember if the hallway had a name, but they, there was a bunch of like couches and stuff like that. <clears throat> and I feel like that was like our place to like go meet up and just vent to each other about whatever we were going through or whatever, or just sit and catch up and talk and everything like that. And this this whole podcast to me felt very similar to that where we're just we're just sitting there we're just talking we're just uh like sharing feelings sharing stories whatever and uh i, I don't know why like that memory just came to me during this thing so i wanted to share that with you in uh and, and whatnot so um that's what i've got for you guys wolfie I'll, I'll let you go and then uh when you're done uh michael and raquel you guys can close us out uh i just love you guys so much and like i said you know hat and i were talking you know just before and i was just so excited to just see your faces like i was like legit just like that's where i was like i think i'm gonna tear up like i think i'm gonna tear up with like raquel and michael like coming on like i think i'm just gonna cry when i see their freaking faces and i i i feel bad um that's why i'm so thankful for this podcast because like it's been like you know, over 10 years since we graduated yeah. and like you guys aren't far and, you know, life happens, but this is where this podcast has been great that it's kind of rekindled the flames of just like friendship and like saying like, you know, there's no reason that, you know, if you want to see somebody, you can see them. So uh, love you guys. I'm going to leave it at that. Really looking forward to see you soon. Um, which we'll figure out, we'll talk about here and we'll, we'll come down there and see you guys. Yeah. And the floor is yours. I mean, I'm a mess. I mean, honestly, silence because of tears. Um, you know, I have so much whew, thankfulness. Mm -hmm. 
you um, the 24 down boys and, you know, now men and seeing their lives just expand into this glorious stuff. I mean, just, just all of that. But then, you know, you had like, just talking about that and like just our drives and Wolfie was on plenty of them, but um, you know, where we were just able to just be ourselves and, you know, just relax and just vent and, you know, see our hearts in all of that. I mean, that is, that is Christianity and that is Christ. And I love that about 24 down. And I love that about, you know, that we are able to be real. And I want that for the world. I want that so desperately for the body of Christ to just be so pure and so, you know, united in a way that we can just walk through life together in in unity and standing beside each other through the good and the bad and the deeply bad and whatever else it would be. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for this time to share our story, but in, in our life and our beautiful children and, you know, they pop their heads in and whatnot, but um, just how glorious it is to just continue to pursue the promises of God. You know, God gave us both promises before we went to Valley Forge and, you know, we continue to pursue them and dive into them even in the hard times. And, you know, I believe that for any future Valley Forge 24 down kids and, you know, anyone else at Valley Forge. And, you know, I just know that there is goodness and mercy for them. And yeah, go ahead. And then we'll just end in prayer quick. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, I know that like the, the way that everything kind of comes around in like a full, full circle, you know, I mean, the way that like Raquel and I came together, it was in a time where I really kind of like hated everything and everyone. I was really kind of full of like this rage and angst, you know, against, you know, whatever. And, um, and honestly, what, what really, and, and it, it maybe wasn't the thing that like, oh, okay, we're going to get together now, but like a thing that like, that definitely was like, okay, that's, we'll notch that. And that's one point on that side of the scale, you know, if we're doing pros and cons was like where all the guys in 24 down, like really stepped up to like be there for Raquel when she was going through like a really tough time mm-hmm. with like an ex-boyfriend that I hated, you know, to the nth degree. And for me, it was like, okay, like I'm from there, you know, like, okay, mm-hmm. those are like, I'm okay with those guys, you know, <laughs> like we're like, I, you know, I hated everything, you know, and everyone. And like, I was like, okay, I'm okay with those guys though. So if those guys are on your side, I guess we're, everything's all good, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really kind of like everything coming full circle, you know, for us, for our beginning of us getting together. So, um, and yeah, that's where we're at now. So. And Lord, we just thank you for, this amazing podcast that, you know, Josh and, you know, all the fellow people of 24 down 
has just opened up. And we thank you, Lord, that you have opened up a door where people are able to just talk about the freedom that we had at Valley Forge, but then also the freedom that we have, you know, exiting Valley Forge. But, you know, we just thank you, Lord, that you are able to walk through with us from season to season. And we thank you, Lord, that you have brought us together once again. And, you know, glory to you, Lord, where, you know, you are seen so brightly through all of it and that you obviously are the center of all of it. And, you know, we, you know, we just glorify you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. And, you know, Lord, we just commit every session that we have together to you, Lord, and that we are able to just grow and continue to grow, but then also to just be realistic in our feelings and validations. And Lord, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 